11 o'clock comics episode 113 oh. <laughs> not skipping I guess well, it's another iteration. So I mean, we skipped no. thirteen. Now we gotta skip one thirteen. Oh no, 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 we're we're good. We're good. We got enough. We're all good. We're all good. I don't what? believe in curses anymore. <laughs> Why? Go Blackhawks. Even though there wasn't a curse, there just been one. Why? Man, this city is still going bonkers. It's nuts. So nutty, nuttier. Nuttier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I thought was kind of funny though. There were more people. There were more people attending that parade than there are NHL fans on the Earth. <laughs> on the Earth, there's a couple on Mars, but dude, yeah. I, the the Blackhawks have led the NHL in attendance for the last two years. I mean, that is a hard ticket. It's, they they outsell the Bulls by leaps and bounds here. The Bulls, dude. I even I even I heard the uh, Stanley Cup Finals actually uh, actually got better ratings than the Barefoot Contessa. It's huge. <laughs> this, this, <laughs> The, the Stanley Cup. See how many people you can rip uh, off in one afternoon. Oh, <laughs> names are oh, that's on fucked up. <laughs> You're talking about the New York Comic Con special guest. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I, that was fun. You're gonna roll them in in a hyperbaric chamber, like Micah Jackson. Hey, everybody! It's eleven o'clock comics. Once again, I'm Vince B. And uh, coming to you from the uh, the home of the Stanley Cup champion, Chicago Blackhawks. I'm Christopher Neesman. Oh, I'm Dave right. Price. You are. You are. And of course, back again, I am Jerry Conway's best friend. Oh, yeah, you is. <laughs> oh, you don't. You don't. Oh, my I, I wish I was Jerry Conway's best friend. <laughs> Jerry Conway called you adult. <laughs> just, make sure, just make sure his other friend isn't a redhead because he won't find anything interesting to do with you. Oh, seriously. Not true. <laughs> you are not Jerry Conway's best friend. You. Are no, Jason? You know you're not. You are Jason Wood, everybody. What? Back in back in charge. And this episode of Eleven O'clock Comics has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. What do they do? They provide you with the cheapest funny books that you can get uh, allowed by law, just like cigarettes and booze. Uh, you can get your books for thirty-five, forty, up to seventy-five percent off selected items delivered right to your door by a costumed custodian of the United Parcel Service at the frequency you determine. They have everything right across the board. If you're bored with the mainstream stuff, they got a ton of picture box stuff. You can get Steve Ditko books from them. All the alternative comics in the previews catalog, very heavily discounted. It's a no-brainer. Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. If you're a first-time Discount Comic Book Service user, you can enter this following code in your little slot, EOC8, once again for the hearing impaired, EOC8, and you will get another, an additional, on top of everything else, 8% more of a discount. That's crazy. They're giving you the stuff. Awesome. I do, oh. do want to um, put a little, uh, a little not warning, but a little alert to people. Uh, if you are like me and a relatively new DCBS customer and you sign up for the twice a month shipping like I have uh, on occasion, sometimes I do weekly, sometimes I do twice a month. Twice a month does not mean every other week. And whenever you, right. uh, whenever you run in, <laughs> it means twice a month. And whenever you <laughs> run into a month that has five Wednesdays in it, like, uh, like this month, 
Chris goes three weeks without his comics and starts getting a little itchy. Oh, it's killing me. I'm a monthly it. dude. I yeah, like getting yeah. I like getting them once a month. Oh, I do oh. too. I, it's hard. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bi-monthly. I'm two yeah. twice a month. I heard you were bi. I, I thought about going yeah. weekly, but <laughs> but I just don't read. I go so long sometimes without reading new comics that it's just it would be ridiculous to get them weekly. Yeah, you you get conditioned to reading weekly sometimes, and like you know, you it's the weekly trip to the comic shop, and right. and and so I I did the weekly shipping for for quite a while, and then uh, and then switched to uh, to the twice a month, and, uh, <laughs> and I actually I emailed Zach, and I was like. Zach, uh, this has been saying next shipment for a while. Is there something going on with my order? And, he, and he's like, yeah, there's five Wednesdays, and we ship twice a month. I was like, and, and he, oh, I, I'm an idiot. Thank he you. He called you adult, didn't he? He did. He called yeah. me adult. He <laughs> says, <laughs> Jerry Conway called and told me to say this. Jerry Conway this. says that there's, that there's five yes. Wednesdays in this month, and you're adult. Honestly, though, weren't you guys proud of me taking the high the, taking the high yes, road on that? I was stunned. Oh, well, yeah, especially yeah. with Jerry Listen to Conway. Listen, I was stunned. He tweeted, and you and you were in the right, dude. Oh God, yeah. And that's the thing. It's like it. I don't even know, like, really where the conversation. Like, all of a sudden, you you replied kind of to to Scott well, and, and I guess to Jerry, right? Well, that's and then the thing. All I, of a sudden, I stopped. Jerry yeah. Going crazy, and it's like, it's like right, six I, updates in a row. I had stopped following him a long time ago, like, and I forgot, had forgotten why, or even that I had followed him. <clears throat> now I remember why. Um, and then JGG, who follows me, replied to, I guess, re, you know, retweeted Jerry's tweet uh, to me and said, "What do you think of this?" And so I responded to to all about what I thought of it. And I, I mean, it's 140 characters. I don't really know that I said all that much one way or the other. And uh, then yeah. I went to. Uh, then I went offline and I come back and I see um, June Bob Kim direct message me saying, "Man, what's up with Jerry Conway? He's being so rude to you for it." I was like, "Huh?" So then I looked at someone. I was like, "Man, guy went off." I said, "Okay, well, hey." Yeah. So that's cool, that's man. I, I, I now we welcome like, our guest. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he, <laughs> he harbors guilt for killing Peter's true love. There you go. That's right. I love you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but on your on your travels, not the, not the please, redheaded uh, whore. Yeah. Please. <laughs> On your travels, read uh, um, the uh, life, <laughs> uh, wife, uh, the Animal Man, the uh, uh, Last Days of Animal Man, which yeah. I actually did like quite a bit. Oh, Conway's great. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that guy's been. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't. Yeah, I don't even like mind. It's, it's like as long as he's in a comic book, everything's cool. But outside. as we saw from our way back Wednesday, uh, <laughs> just add him to the list of dudes that may be a little bit. Uh, uh, not, not so you wouldn't want to necessarily throw back a beer with him, but uh, but uh, he can write some comics. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Speaking of throwing back a beer, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. Well, I'm, I'm rusty. I'm rusty, guys. Um, yes. Self-inflicted uh, wound. <laughs> um, and I was so proud of you last week, Vince, for the stone that that smoke porter wasn't that good. Yeah, but I did it to piss you off, not to make you proud. <laughs> I said I don't usually drink, so I'm gonna drink when Chris isn't here, just to give him. Oh, you know, but it was it was so it was so nice to hear. And I tell you what, you getting just a little tipsy on the episode, very entertaining. Yeah, I did. I got a little. It stupid. was it was it was, awesome. it was it was nice. It was very nice. So what what are you gracing us with this week, Mister B? Black and tan. Okay, I was gonna From, say you say Peppy Mac. I'm gonna kill you. No, <laughs> Yingling, black and tan. Love it. Nice. nice. Uh, it, it's Mr. not black. Mr. It's not tan. It's black and tan. Black and tan. Right. And it, I, I have had the the Yingling black and tan. It is very tasty. Very uh, nice. Mr. Mr. Wood. Uh, I actually am drinking Yangling light. Oh, I can't do that. Really? Yeah, I don't like the light. No. Oh, I love it. No, I like it a lot. Well, do you like Bud Light 
or Miller Lite. Yeah, sure. See, I, I can't drink those either. Uh, they're just, okay. they're just too, too light for me. Uh, white, white American dark like his men. Oh. Yes, my women actually. Oh, sorry, mm-hmm. Mister, Mister Price. Uh, Chris is still here, right? He hasn't because I, I'm, I decided to wait, and I Man. opened up the last bottle of old school from Dogfish Head. Look at you. So this is free because you're here, right? I mean, you're not. So we got you for this episode. So I'm having nice. this in your honor. As you know, we, we we really should go for a sponsorship because <laughs> this week I am having the Dogfish Head Festina Pesci, Ooh. which is um, am I a clown I, to you? Do I amuse Christina you? Ricci? <laughs> <laughs> fa- and I'm probably She's kind of a dogfish head. It's it's the <laughs> Festina Pesci. It's um, my clown. Uh, I'd actually tweeted them. Because you remember, I, I had a sour beer on a few weeks ago, right? And and I'm really, really digging sour beers. They're great, really refreshing summer beers. And so I um, uh, I tweeted the Dogfish Brewery uh, there on Twitter and asked them if they had anything, if they had any sour beers or anything near sour. And they responded back and said that this is the closest thing that they have to a sour. It's not a traditional sour by any means. It is. Um, uh, it's more like a, a malt beer with. Um, it's brewed with uh, peach concentrate, so there's a lot of fruit to it, but it is incredibly tart. Um, so if you if you like really tart summer drinks, like really tart lemonade, um, but are looking for for more of a beer, this is a very tart and very fruity beer, and it is absolutely refreshing and and wonderful if you if you don't mind. Uh, very tart things, and you know, don't surprise someone with it. I actually had a friend that came over. I was like, "Here, try this." He's like, "Oh my god, that's tart!" So you kind of have to brace people for it. But it is uh, it is a delicious and refreshing summer beer from Dog Dogfish Head, which I is like tart's good. Yeah, very quickly becoming my favorite brewery. Them and uh, and uh, New Holland are are right at the top for me. They're fantastic. So there you go. Nice. That's mine. Well, we All should right. get get going with this because we got lots to talk about this week. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. I got something in the mail. Did yeah. It's something Did I paid you? for, though. Yeah, not a freebie. Oh, okay. Um, I would like to make everyone aware of this because probably a lot of uh, people, listeners, are not. I, w- I, I, I fear it's from the, and I always get this wrong, it's the Desert Island Comic Book Shop in Brooklyn, Okay. 540 Metropolitan Avenue. They published their own... Um, comic book periodical it's in the style of wednesday's comic it's a newspaper it's called smoke signal yeah i got issue four in the mail today it is awesome the cover is by jerry ryan no not jerry ryan johnny ryan (laughs) (laughs) no no john you know johnny johnny ryan's awesome it's um and i I, wait jerry ryan is six of nine right yes johnny ryan is uh in that short Words, but Johnny Ryan is the famed Fanographics cartoonist, and uh, it's. I put the cover up on our forum, and you can get there, David. Forum dot podcast dot com or eleven o'clock comics <laughs> right. So natural. Uh, it's it's an illustration of. I'm assuming it's Tarzan French kissing Alf. Remember Alf? Yeah, of course. Oh. Alien life form. Ah, yeah, really? Gordon Gordon Shumway. That's yes, right. and you can see that on our forum. Get, you won't believe who's in this issue. I kill me. Michael Kupperman's in here. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, cool. D- Dash Shaw has a page. 
Ooh, nice. The, the center spread is done by Matt Fury. Uh, Jason T. Miles is in here. The awesome Taylor McKimmons. The Drew Friedman. You know who Drew Friedman is, wow. right? It, it's a reprint, though. It's the comic awesome. shop clerks of, of North America. You've seen that, right? That that oldie but a goodie. But that's in here. And uh, Leif Goldberg's in here. And I said Michael Kupperman. It's great. It's big. It's all comics. It's partly in color. And it's free. If you're in the neighborhood... Yes, if you're in the neighborhood, their address is 540 Metropolitan Avenue. You can stop in the shop and get it for free, but they do have a web shop. And it's, uh, let's see, Desert Island Brooklyn, one word, dot com. And they have a shop on there. You can get it for three bucks, postage paid. Right to your house, three dollars. It's worth every penny. That's cool. Cool. And I, I went on their site to swipe the cover for our forum, and wouldn't you know, there's a new issue out, number f- uh, five, and Lisa Hanawalt. As the cover. Remember Lisa Hanawalt? We talked about her I Want You comic a couple of, well, more than a couple episodes back. Yep. Uh, Michael DeForge is in this one. More Michael Kupperman and more Taylor McKimmons. But the thing that's going to drive Jason up a wall, Dash Shaw has done a two-color, huge screen print, signed and numbered, limited edition of 100 for 20 bucks. It's 23 by 29. Yeah. It's a die ball. It's a uh, an illustration of the Die Ball Champion Award from uh, Body World. Okay. Nuts! You can get it from Desert Island. It's amazing. So check it out. Own I it just like wanted, a bonnet. yeah, I just wanted to push this because I love this newspaper. I'm eventually going to have them bound. If if you're, it's it, it will serve. It's multifunctional. If you're new to alternative comics or you're seasoned, there's something in here for you. There's something in here for everybody. It's an awesome paper. This is not solicited at all. It's something I love, and I just wanted to tell everyone about it. The Smoke Signal newspaper is limited. They only print like 2,500 or 2,000 of them. So if you don't get them when they, when they come out, you only have about two weeks to do it because they, they go bye-bye. So get on there. Anders Nielsen was in, I think, issue three. It's mm. awesome. Yeah, it's great stuff. Check it out. That is cool, com. Awesome. Yep. So you can go now. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I'm so rusty. Um, you guys ever have a, a a book that you know that you should read for like years? You have it, and you know that you should read it, and everyone tells you that you will love it, and you know that, and you put it off, and you put it off, and you even read stuff by the creator or creators in, in other books, and you really like it. And you never get around to reading that one book, and then one day you pick it up, and it blows your mind. I have a similar instance, but it, I never read it, so it couldn't blow my mind. But I've never read Camelot 3000. Oh, really? Oh. And and Dan sent it to me, and it's been wow. sitting here forever, and I haven't read it and passed it on. But go ahead. I'm sorry. I finally um, started reading Stray Bullets. Yay. Nice. And I'm, I'm eight issues in, and... I, I'm so glad that I didn't start reading it till now because I'm loving and savoring every single page of this thing, and I don't ever want it to end. And I know that it <laughs> will, and that or, that already makes me sad. Um, it is it is by uh, David Waffham, and you know, for me, I think this is the epitome of uh, creator-owned works. And, you know, this is this is very much him. This he is. He's the writer. He's the artist. This was put out by uh, El Capitan Comics, which well, is that his his yeah. imprint? Yeah, that's okay. His. So, so I mean, this is uh, I was I was lucky enough to get the um, 
the three uh, big deluxe hardcovers of this. So it's it's oversized and really nice paper and and um, just first of all, it, it is beautiful stuff to look at. Waffham, I think, is a really underrated cartoonist, and, and I say that um, uh, cartoonist in uh, in the way that that we've discussed it in the past. That he is just an incredible storyteller. Um, his, his characters just it's one of those books that you start reading and at, at some point um, only the page exists. Everything else around you just falls away and this comic is the only thing in the world. And, and th- that is how intense these stories are and, and how how well the storyteller he is. And um, it's shocking. Oh, here, hold on. Oh, hold on. Um, you, you get you get into these stories, and the the very cool thing about it is, um, it pretty much all takes. It's all East Coast, Baltimore area is it seems to be where it's centered. And I, th- I he's from from Baltimore, uh, from the Baltimore area, and each issue takes place in the same general area, but in different times. Uh, you may have one that is uh, 19, what's the first one? Uh, oh, summer 1997. And then it'll go back to uh, 1977. And then, uh, you know, 1981. And so it go it, it jumps around in time. And what's very cool about that is that you're able to follow different characters at different times in their life and they'll intersect with different characters from different issues at different times. Um, you know, uh, case in point, the very first issue uh, is this, this terrible and, and horrific story of two guys that are driving off into the country to dispose of a body, and things kind of go horribly wrong at a rest stop, and um, the, one of the guys is is you know, clearly deranged. He's not all there and has you know turned into this you know terrible um you know, wacky henchman type guy but he's kind of simple and and you end up really kind of despising this guy well the next story is 20 years earlier and you see him as like a 6-year-old kid yeah. in this you know in this ter- it's Joe Joey I think um and, and you see him in this you know just terrible terrible apartment his mom is is not a hooker, but but not much more than that. And you know they're throwing wild, crazy parties, and you know just dregs of humanity are coming through through this house. And and you see what this kid grew up in, and it's like, well, no wonder he's so fucked up in the in the first story. And and all these different characters that are kind of involved in like this nexus point of of this gangster um, affect all these other people in these different stories. And I can go on and on about it, but uh, there's one gal, uh, a little girl named Jenny, and um, she's my favorite character in it so far. Um, You go in, you you read it, and you'll you'll kind of pick up on, you have this very special and a very imaginative girl, but you know her life is no is no cakewalk either. Um, but there's there's one issue uh, where her dad is basically dying of cancer, and it was one of the um, most heart wrenching comics I've ever read. And it, you could just tell that Latham poured 
a lot of himself in this. I don't know if he'd had parents that have died of cancer or or had been close to that kind of situation, but there were just these very true moments in it. You know, he and his daughter listening to a baseball game while he's basically withering away, and it's it, it's such a true moment and so heart wrenching that uh, it, it's just. Every once in a while, you pick up a comic that's special, and Stray Bullets is one of those. Yeah, I called it shocking, and for me it was, because uh, for two reasons. The first, I didn't live a sheltered life, but I had it damn good as a kid. I mean, my family were straight-laced, my mom and dad. I was the only child. I didn't drink as a kid in high school. I didn't, you know, do all the things that the average high school kid does i would just like to read so when i encountered all those scumbags yeah. in in stray bullets i was shocked i was like i, I had no idea that if things could get that bad or people could live in that way but but and it was just it was a, a wake-up call to me but the second you you, you were like orson <laughs> yeah the, the second <laughs> way that it was shocking to me was i had previously followed lapham's career through valiant and to go from Valiant, like Warriors of Plasm and all the stuff he did for Shooter, to Stray Bullets, it, it was it was totally different. I it, totally unexpected, and, and it, it shocked me. It's like, wow, this is the same guy? No way. And and, and I had to double check and triple check that it was the same David Lambert because it was f so far removed from the Valiant things that he did. It, it was it was crazy. But you're you're totally right. Uh, Stray Bullets is up there with Cerebus and Love and Rockets as those singular comics where it, they exist in this little universe of their yep. own and they're they're really hard. Once you get into them it's hard to break out because mm -hmm. they're 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 so overpower overpoweringly done. How's that? Yeah, well, you know, it's 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 like okay, this this guy became a comic book creator to create this book you know i feel that way like mm -hmm. rucka with with queen and country and you know terry moore with strangers in paradise you know right. sin was with, <laughs> with service it's like this is their story this is why they got into comics was to tell this story and yeah it's it's great even though i'll tell you what like issue seven or so um vince david i'm, I'm imagining that you guys kind of knew about stray bullets when it was first coming out right and I would not to discount you. I don't know if you were, you know, reading reading Stray Bullets uh, when it was coming out. Um, what happened? What did people say whenever the first Amy race car issue came out? Oh, gee, I I know my myself. I went crazy. She's awesome. But, but the <laughs> well, uh, yeah. But I mean, talk about talk about an absolute you know left turn. Yeah, it, and, and not, uh, not, yeah. It's we switch we switch from this really dark and gritty um, crime. I mean, it, 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 they're crime stories in ways that I've never read crime stories before. Uh, to this wacky kind of outer space adventure, very yeah, just kind of really really out there story with with Amy Racecar. But right. it was, well, it that, was that's. It's the same thing with Dave Sim and Cerebus. You you had the story of Cerebus up until a certain point, and then because it's his book, he could do whatever he wants. And it, you know what? I feel like doing an arc on the Rolling Stones. Mm -hmm. I think I think I'll do that, or I feel like par doing a parody of um, Wolverine, or uh, and, and that type of character, or Venom. You know, so they could do whatever they want. But Amy Racecar is a cartoon character, literally a cartoon character. 
And and I, I was so happy when they did that color special, or I think there was two color specials, because yeah. to me, she exists apart from the Stray Bullets universe. And to do her in color fits, because she is so much larger and cartoon I, character-esque I kinda, than, than I, the regular characters. I kind of felt like it was a palate cleanser, uh, is that the stories are so so heavy and so deep. And, and um, uh, Jason, I, I heard you... Uh, professing your love for 100 bullets mm-hmm. if you have not read stray bullets i have not you will you will, you will dig it because they they are of the, the oh, same yeah, the same tree mm-hmm. um it, you know deeply deeply interconnected stories over yeah. over a long time span and the, um, amazing dialogue the only, expo- the only exposure i've had to it is that short story that was in that recent noir anthology that came out mm-hmm there was a little one where you know with a girl and they had a girl in the uh, trapped oh, yeah. in the uh, the box and they were gonna rape her stuff. So well, you I, definitely I guess got the feel gets, then. Yeah. yeah, you get the sense of what it's gonna be about. Yeah, oh, it gets a lot worse than that, but yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely. That's on my two read list for sure. Um, I just got to get around to it. But uh, but Latham's a realist though. He he knows that Stray Bullets is his baby, but. He he has said many times, I want to continue Stray Bullets. I'm going to continue Stray Bullets, but I need to pay the bills. That's why I'm doing these Batman stories and, yep. and, and stuff like Silverfish for Vertigo because the Stray Bullets is not setting the world on fire, but he still wants to do it, which is great. So there will be more Stray Bullets. It's just he, he needs to get over a couple of hurdles before he can go back to that. Hey, hey, Money. Got to got to pay the bills, you know. In a, in a perfect world, Stray Bullets would be, you know, a, a top ten comic. I, it's it's that yeah. it's that good. It's that singular of vision and and that well put together. And I can't wait. I'm I still have like thirty two issues to go. So this is early stuff that I'm in now. So I I can't wait to read the rest of it. But then again, I know it's it's finite. What's what's available? So I don't want to tear through it either. Yeah. Yeah. But. It's awesome stuff. And his last Vertigo series. Um, oh, Young Liars. Young Liars is great. Yeah, yeah, Young Liars. That could fit into the Stray Bullets universe perfectly. That could be another. That could be happening at the same time as, as the events of, of Stray Bullets. Sure. So, yeah, he, it was he's probably, probably written, with, written with that intent in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. No, I, lo- I love Latham. Have, have turned into. And how long is the series? Like, how much of it? Uh, minutes? Uh, four, Forty issues. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad yeah, at all. For, 40 issues plus the two Amy Race car specials, I think. And, and I've got, I got the I got the uh, the big hard covers, which are Ooh, kind of, now you're talking. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> kind of, yeah they're kind of hard to track down now. Oh, uh, they they may they may be out of print. Um, you can you can find them on on eBay that kind of stuff from time to time. But yeah, they're they're a little little tough to to track down. But worth the search. Oh yeah, absolutely. Definitely worth it. Yep. You can you you can probably get the issues for cheap if you want to just bind them yourself. Plus, you get the letters. Are the pages. trades in um? Are, are the trades in ready supply? Like, do they keep them in print? Um, I can't A&T, answer that. I don't think readily. Okay. Yeah, you can you can track them down. Well, if you track them, you guys the breaking I'm, the I'm not worried about that. I know how to find myself some comics, right? I could do it. <laughs> I'm just wondering if it's like I'm, what I'm getting at is like, so you, they're not like we can't bang out on Amazon or in stock trades for our listeners who might want to jump in. They're not, they're not going to find them at like you know. No, not on the hardcovers. Okay, no. no, not just hardcover, but like regular trades. I think your best bet is to find them in uh, comic shops in the in the corners of the shop in the dusty yeah. part where nobody goes. That's where you're going to find the stray bullets. Ah, uh, nice. The Stankonia yeah. section. I love it. I will. I'm going to check our uh, 
uh, our wonderful sponsor, Sister Site In Stock Trades, right now. And I'm gonna see if they have any uh, any stray bullets. Yeah, yeah. See what we're working on. Sight. Working, he, working he, for you out there. We are there, and that's a big no. <laughs> oh, yeah, but it's worth the search. You can probably get them on eBay, or but search your comic shops. They're bound to have at least one. And then, and then you'll go, probably and then, and then, yeah. And then get on Twitter and tell David Waffham how much you love his series. Yeah, but don't tell him Chris told you to read it because that's we don't, want it. <laughs> we don't want Chris taking any credit. Never. <laughs> David, you're awful quiet. You guys aren't just listening to Chris. How about that? Chris just talked for like 15 minutes. And it's, he was odd. not angry. No, he, <laughs> he was not angry. I found my Zen center. Oh, oh yeah. You guys, yeah. You guys were so fucking chipper last week. And I was like, I'm going to come. You were, right? I know. I know. Jason was like, oh, we got a good vibe going. Don't don't ruin the vibe. <laughs> I, mean, I, I would take it personally, but I mean, you might want to. <laughs> well, I would. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Have I said anything mean tonight? No, no. So. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try and go Jason into saying it. No, no. You guys are trying to push the buttons. I'm not. I'm not taking no. the bait. Not taking the bait. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting to hear what Jason's got. Maybe that'll push some buttons. What do I, I got? Saw, I saw um, a picture of Ruck in a dress. <laughs> oh, that would be crazy. I did not upset. <laughs> Hello, this is Kyle Latino. Um, I got to meet some of you guys at Sados Ados. And uh, I was the uh, nerdy kid in the vest sitting next to Steve Bryant. I gave a couple of you sketches. And I'm serious. I will give you guys, I will set you all up with free sketches of whoever you want. Just let me know. Um, but I just listened into the newest episode, and the voice message about uh, religion came up. And I, too, am a uh, Christian conservative person. But the demand of the person with the issue uh, on, on the voicemail to have discussion of comics and religion separate seems strange to me. It's um, because comics are art, and I believe that you guys believe that too. I think that's pretty clear. Um, I believe it. Uh, you cannot separate art from these things. It's like you have to. You, you art is about religion. Art is about human the, the human experience, and religion is one of those systems that organizes that for us. So I think it is a little naive to expect any subject to be divorced from discussion of any kind of art. So that's just what I think. Anyways, you guys are doing a great job, and keep up the good work. Uh, what do I got? Well, really the only, other than the, um, I know there's a specific comic that uh, Chris had mentioned in our little uh, weekly chat that I read that I thought was quite good, but we'll save that. Um, I read the fifth Ultimate Collection of Invincible this week. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I read it in the Ultimate Collection, so it had been a long time since I had read Invincible. This was uh, 12 issues, but I um, I had... Uh, I, that, this one it took a while to come out, so it it had been at least I'd got eight nine months since I read the Invincible, maybe even longer than that. I, I don't, maybe even over a year for all I know. I don't know, but um, the thing I always say about Invincible is, you know, some things, you know, people talk about, well, it reads better in trade or um, what have you, but but you know, if you go too long in between things, sometimes you kind of forget where you pick where you left off, and you got to kind of oh, I don't remember that that plot thread, and and you know, the one thing I, I like to to bust on Kirkman every now and then. The one thing I'll say about with Invincible and Walking Dead is that, um, you know, I cannot read it for nine months to a year, and I, as soon as I jump in, I remember 
everything that 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 uh, that took place. So he's very good at at, uh, at keeping you steeped in that that same world and and uh, and not letting any threads go un- untended. So um, you know, uh, Invisible is one of those titles though where you don't want to give away too much because I know a lot of people read it and trade and stuff. But it uh, you know this is uh, just just more of the same. It's kind of the precursor ep- issue uh, issues to. I guess what's coming on now in the series, which is the Viltrumite War, which um, mm-hmm. you know I can't spoil because I don't know what's happening, but I know that people are hyped about it. Um, this is really the first issues where Invincible is um, is uh, you know training slash mentoring his little brother, and you know his little brother's obviously got a little bit of that classic uh, absolute power without the maturity, and and what what can happen when when you give that that much power to someone who doesn't really understand life and death, um, and. Um, you know, it's just uh, one of those things where uh, it, it's it's terrific as always. I mean, he's um, he's finally gets to be with um, um, uh, Adam Eve, Adam Eve yeah, now, yeah. which uh, is awesome. Um, and you know, what can you say about the art? I mean, the art is as always beautiful, um, and uh, it was uh, it was great. So I, I can't I I, it, I you know I guess uh, I'm, I'm bummed a little bit that I got to wait probably at least another six to nine months to get into this Viltrumite war because I heard that you know what was a little bit of a slow period for some people's minds is really picked back up and uh i certainly look forward to that but um you know just just more great superhero goodness and um as we said many times on the show about the book it's it's one of those superhero books where it's you know completely self-contained in its own universe and uh and i dig that the one complaint i'd have for it is that it uh, tied into the uh what is it astounding wolfman is it mm-hmm. um yep and and i didn't read that one oh, I, I read the first issue or two and didn't care for it um, and so there's a, a, a quite a bit of of that in this particular um, run, and, and I kind of it was really an aside. Simon Wolfman got good. You, you should oh, yeah. just pick that back up. It, it got really good. I liked it. Yeah, yeah maybe someday. I mean, I, it's it's pretty much it's over now, right? Or soon to be over, right? Um, yeah, it well, ends at twenty five. Uh, a real quick side note: if if you if you like the art of Ryan Otley and the art of Jason Howard, who does a Simon Wolfman, make sure and pick up um, Sea Bear and Grizzly Shark. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's getting a kickback. <laughs> what? The one that's for eleven o'clock comics of the month. Yep. Yeah, it looks right. good. Right. Yeah, it does. It looks damn good. good. Yeah. Looks, how could absolutely. you? How could you not like a grizzly bear and a shark together? It's like a grizzly like, shark. It's like that's a Reese's right. cup. <laughs> yeah, it looks awesome. But uh, yeah, so that's all. I, again, I don't want to get too much into the. Just it's, uh, that's uh, one of those those books. Where, as we say, there's certain books you don't you don't you don't talk too much about because people run for their off buttons. And uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll leave true. it at that. But uh, is, is, it, is it just is it just the popular Kirkman books? Are there are there other books that people uh, will... fables? I don't think you could talk about. It's stuff that right. people generally read and trade. I think right. It's so yeah. Because um, yeah, last week we were the... talking about something and someone asked if if anything was really spoiled. Oh, but, was, yeah, it was something Vince talked about, and then we said, yeah. no, no, boil it out. <laughs> yeah, you know, the spoiling always has to come back to me somehow. Well, no, no, but it was something I could see them being, what was it? I, I can't it, was, it, was, it wasn't Pluto, right? No, it was... Let's talk about... It's not important. Let's talk about Incredible Hulk 610. We can't. I'm sitting here... <laughs> no, I want to spoil the piss out of Incredible Hulk 610. Could you, could you please? <laughs> no. Is it who's the Red Hulk? I think it's oh, no, uh, no, 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 no. robot secretary. No. Um, oh, damn, then I lost the bet. If, if you buy Paul Pelletier's original art, Which I, su- I, I, su- I suggest that you inquire about a double-page spread in 610 right now. It's probably already sold. But I was going to say if... Yeah, yeah. You can't say who the characters are? No, I can't say. Oh, it's a spoiler? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not Look that Look at mean. you being all non-spoilery. 
It's like Bizarro <laughs> episode. Yeah, yeah. If you're it's like it's like it's like happy. Wow. He he just keeps getting better and better. And and Pelletier started off great, and now he's he's like reached uh, he's ascending to godhood in my mind because this issue is very pretty and well, let's wow. uh let's let dap uh, uh praise uh dan dan didio because uh that's got to be what's <laughs> next in this episode <laughs> judging by uh, damn it hurts um <laughs> wait 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 i don't get it so, actually we... i want you to call me bizarro Dave. episode bizarro episode oh okay <laughs> see if uh, i have to explain it it's not as good i know i'm a little slow yeah it's the beer, man. Oh. Call me Joey. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, uh, I I I said goodbye to a couple of friends last week. I I, I you dropped books? I no no no. D D C decided to do that for me. I uh, I read. Um, <laughs> oh, nice, nice. I, I love it. The, I read, uh, Starting the, out hot. Come on, the, uh, I read Milestone Forever numbers one and two. Did you read that last week? No, I was going. No, no, no. I said I was, was going to read it. Right. Oh, that was aspect. in the in the random. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Monday. I, I I don't know what to to make. It. I I liked it. I thought. Wow. No, I did. I did like. It. Really? <laughs> no, I I I like the story. No, what I'm saying is I don't know what to. Uh, don't it's, tell it's me pers- that they're they're killing off milestone characters. The. No, they're not. Well. No, no, no. They're not. They, Only uh, the black ones. They. They, the black ones. It's, it's written, <laughs> but both issues are written by Dwayne McDuffie. The first issue has uh, has artwork by uh, John Polione and uh, and oh, Mark no. Bright, with uh, with inks by Romeo Tangel. And the second issue has uh, more John Polione and Dennis Cowan and Criss Cross. So oh, it was, sweet. Uh, and and there's a pretty funky looking J H uh, Williams the third uh, hardware pinup at the uh, in the back of the first issue now be- before you get into this tell me has time passed between the last oh we saw them in in recent issues of not recent but relatively recent issues of jla yeah that wasn't does, the uh well wasn't oh it was okay. them to the comic it wasn't them to me so does this milestone fair pick up the slack from when their respective series ended or is it i mean what's what's the story the story is that uh, that that there's a character. His name is Dharma, and uh, and he is going to. His actions are either going to. Um, he's going to do something that's going to alter the fate of of Dakota and the Milestone Universe, and he doesn't know if it happens because of his inactions or because of his actions. So he he has to be very careful as to what he's doing, or even if he's not doing something that could still set off these the, the, the chain of events. Um, we see um we see Holocaust who I guess before I or after I, I had um stopped reading the bulk of the milestone books, I, I Holocaust became the leader of the Blood Syndicate. Right. Um Tech Nine was uh was killed, I'm I'm guessing probably by Holocaust. So someone comes up to um a member of, of the Blood Syndicate calls Holocaust out to uh to fight for the uh to be leader of the Blood Syndicate. Before that fight can happen, uh, Icon and Hardware and Rocket and Static show up to fight Blood Syndicate. And as things start to... At the end of that fight, that's when Wise Son shows up to put his claim in on on leading the the gang. Uh, So yes, to answer your question, a milestone character does die. How many kids does, does Rocket have now? 
Uh, see, we didn't even see her one kid. Um, flashback figures out who Rocket is. Uh, so her secret identity isn't isn't so secret at that point. Uh, Holocaust's mother is is the mayor. That was probably something that was known. I I wasn't aware of that. Uh, the, the first issue, it, it, the the whole thing is basically an anthology. The first issue is is told. Dharma's telling the story about about Icon and 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 Blood Syndicate. The second issue is a little different, where it's more of a um of a future or what's going to happen uh we find out hardware's fate in the second issue uh we find out static's fate in the second issue and and the static story is is uh penciled by by crisscross and it, it looks fantastic virgil goes to his uh, i think it's his 10 year high school reunion so we see a lot of the uh oh that's cool yeah a lot of his the, the supporting cast that 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 we saw growing up uh is that cartoon a, still on are they still making? Yeah, they, they, didn't they make them recently? No, I know that they repackaged the the Static Shock Mini, the Rebirth of the Cool. I know that that's coming out in trade or, or did recently come out. But as far as an actual DVD or cartoon, I don't think. Well, unless they're going to do something with him and, and maybe the, the Young Justice or whatever that new cartoon is going to be. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, I with with, with the new Aqualad, I guess. They, they may not need them anymore. Uh, <laughs> um, nice. The, the what what how this ends is very Crisis on Infinite Earths esque. Uh, oh, Dharma no. does his deal and basically merges the Milestone universe with the DC universe. So you see Superman flying around with Icon and Rocket. You see Batman standing next to Hardware. You see Static next to Wonder Woman. Um, and it says, you know, he says, I am Dharma, it has come to an end, and it is about to begin. So, it, it's it's basically, it's it's an ending, I guess, if you're familiar with the characters or, or, or you're stuck with them. And, and it can be maybe considered a beginning if they decide to do anything with these characters, that, that now they are all together in one world there's there's no no bleed no reason to to have some sort of event where the dc heroes come to dakota or, or vice versa so they're all on on the same earth and, and we'll see if anything happens with that i well knowing mcduffie's track record I, I, I i'm not hoping because they they've pretty much you know i mean you know how he's been treated they've run rough shadow both companies have have run all over McDuffie. yeah i don't i don't i mean I, i'm pretty sure he's happy doing a lot of work with with, with yeah with of action and and you have I mean he's he's kicking ass on Ben Ten from what I understand so um, there's paying the bills right there yeah so oh, dude, he's been I, awesome he, this uh yeah I, he's been doing a great job so I mean I I don't think it, considering they and and this is all hypothetical on on my part you know considering that they he was writing the Justice League of America and they were letting him write characters he co-created a universe he co-created star with what should be DC's flagship book and that was so botched i i don't know what i i don't know what they could do that would ever entice him back to write for, for dc combat i mean they I already dangled the carrot of his characters of his yeah. characters in front of him so i mean what what's next i i you know i i wanted i i i guess i'm i'm content with these two issues mcduffie wrote them and 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 it's they're you do have the the squiggly lines in the word balloons when 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 the language is is a little harsh, but but I mean people were there, there were other words that weren't blanked out, so it was a little bit more um, mature than 
the single issues from from back in the nineties. It 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 felt like a milestone story, definitely. Um, but it was it was just the it was just the original four, the first four titles that that started. So there was no zombie, there was no uh, it, anything that came later, like 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 the Shadow Cabinet and things like that. They really weren't involved in in these two issues. This was just static and and hardware and icon and and blood syndicate and i i, I liked it i i, I liked it for what it is i just i because that's, I know you're a hard sell with the milestone characters. I, and and, and <laughs> i think and obviously and that's and that's tainting knowing what i guess he, he's kind of gone through it, it it taints a little bit but i mean just judging it from, from what's on the page I, I really can't complain about the story that that, that he told in these two books cool Two issue series. Yeah. Two issue no reason, series. no reason not to did, get it. Didn't you say it was a prestige format? Prestige format, yes. I love that. The good old days of the prestige format. And for a little while, it was called the Dark Knight format. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we made we made one book with that format, so let's just brand it like that. That, that sold yeah, millions yeah. of copies. Yes, yeah, I know. What <laughs> one book that kind of changed the industry? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. a little bit, a little bit. Some I say for the better. Some say not so much for the better. I try. I try and read that every year. I have not. Uh, I've not read it yet this year. It's uh, it's one that and Watchmen. I usually try and sit down, you know, over a weekend and and go through it again. And and I have yet to do that. Pinnacle stuff. I like Ronan better. Oh, you're all broke up. And <sighs> and and wrong. And no, wrong. I don't know. Well, <laughs> yeah. See, I kind of, I, I kind of just, I mean, knee jerk is 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 to say no. I, I agree with Vince, but I mean, it's I got to look at it as apples and oranges. Yeah, it's all Miller, but I, I like Ronan for what it is, and and here's here's the Dark Knight, and it's it's. I don't know if I could say one is is actually better than the other for me. They're both pretty awesome. Yeah, they are. They definitely yeah. are. I was just giving Vince shit because he can't talk at me now. <laughs> that how wrong sign language is pretty fierce. <laughs> it is. I can I can actually feel it coming through the internet. See, feel it. <laughs> it's, it's surging. Um, is it? The, <laughs> uh, Sorry, go ahead, man. No, I I don't think I don't think Vince read this yet. Um, I I read Shield number two. Uh, I haven't read it oh, yet. Okay, I read it. Wait, no, I, I'll, I'll, I'll sorry. No, it's yeah. all right. And I finished. Um, I finally finished the Marvels project. Oh, how was oh, it? The, yeah, yeah. I, I, finally I, I, I liked it. It was. Um, parts it, of me it, was. Is it, it going to read well in trade? I think so. There's it, there's there's a lot there. Can't read words. But uh, but there's there's um he he tends to Brubaker kind of jumped. I mean, he didn't jump back and forth in time. But I mean, you 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 know, he talked about how it. The summer and the fall have gone by, and now we're up to this point. So it's it's not it's not like one issue is the next day from 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 the previous issue, but it's it, it's a straight line. It, it it tells a story. It leads right into right um, right into the invaders. So you know how that team got together, and and uh, you know it doesn't it doesn't eliminate the truth miniseries or anything like that. It, it's it. I, I think it was well written. I, I enjoyed seeing a lot of the characters in there. Uh, Electro was in it, so if you want, anybody missing their twelve fix, it's. Um, I, I I did like it. I mean, that thing's art was fantastic with the Stewart colors. It's um, it was good. I'm I I'm not at no point that was I going through the issues and being like, wow, when when, when is this ending? Or or okay, can I get to the next issue? Just it, 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 I enjoyed it a lot. Cool. I I will probably check that and trade. Yeah, because you get all the variant covers too that way. Yep, nice. I, I think um, am I good? 
You are yeah. great. I think Captain America Reborn is Brubaker wearing his Mark Miller hat. It's it's very it's a story that does not does, read does, like does, an Ed Brubaker story. Does the art kind of make you feel that way? I don't know. It's it just it's heaven? it's really big. There are instances like with the Modocs that are just ridiculous. I mean, yeah, they're cool because it's Modoc, but it, it's yeah. just it, it it was just ridiculous. But and but the Marvels project that to me is traditional. Brubaker. It seems like all the bases are covered. It's a great story. It has history. It has relevance. The characters are, are all on point. It's just Reborn was a little a little too fluffy for me, a little too light. It, and it, it was a story that should have had more weight because it was Captain America coming back. And it's just, yeah. you know, it was... It was cotton candy to me. It it just seems like he had the big um, Michael Bay, Mark Miller action scenes that everybody wants to see. And then at the end, oh, Cap is back. It was just, I don't, it was kind of underwhelming. I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I enjoyed it, but it was, it seems like it should have been real talk. You want some real talk? I want some real talk. In my face. I I love what, what Brew Baker did with, with, with Bucky Cap and all. It's, it's been, it's been a hot minute since. Brew Baker Cap has been top of the stack compelling stuff. What does that it, mean? A hot minute. It's, it's been, been a while. Oh, okay. It's been a while. It, it, it I, it's, I'm, I'm letting a lot of Cap issues pile up, and then a couple times now I've realized I've let four, five, six months worth pile up, and then I go back and read them, and I'm like, eh. Yeah, I dropped order, it when order, they order. when they started the the backups and then jacked the price to three ninety nine. Yeah. Okay, well, what, so, yeah. what, it, what it reminds me of, Jason, is uh, mm-hmm. uh, Daredevil goes to Europe. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. You know, it, as far as just like a real lull in the in the story, and yeah, uh, I don't know. It's um, apparently the last issue was good. I, I will find out tomorrow when I uh, when I get my DCBS box. But uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I'm. Fiend and bad. Um, Chris be peeking out the door every five minutes. UPS <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, apparently the last issue was good. But yeah, it's I think that's kind of consensus. Right. Yeah. It's been, it's been eh, for a while. Even though you know, I I really liked uh, Secret Adventures. I thought was was a nice Brew Baker. Um, oh, Silhouette Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> Silhouetted Avengers. Silhouette Avengers. Very nice, yeah. David. Yeah. Um, I thought that was that was the decent Brubaker Marvel stuff. But uh yeah, you know, I'm I'm personally just kind of uh, another thing I'm getting in in the box tomorrow is the criminal new criminals trade. So oh, I yeah. mean that, that that's Bru that's Brubaker for me. Right, right. Did anybody happen to glance through New Avengers number one today? No. No, not yet. Oh my god. Imminent, Good, yeah. Imminent is yeah. is a, a a powerful artist. <laughs> That's what oh I'm my god! Who it's, wrote it? Bendis. Um, Bendis. Yeah. <laughs> Who wrote it? No, <laughs> it's you guys, you guys have to tell me about. It's it. really sweet. the The art is fantastic. Well, Brother, how does it compare Doctor Voodoo's in it? it uh, it's how nuts. How does it compare to Eminem's last few issues of New Avengers? Uh, it's, it's it's more lo- more of the same. Only it seems like uh, it it looks a little more detailed to me than okay, usual. I was gonna say because I I definitely don't dislike Eminem, but he gets raved about by a lot of folk, you guys included, as though he's like he's one awesome. of the top of the game. And every time I've looked at one of his books, I think good, but never once been like, oh my lord, that's Next awesome, wave, dude. Next wave. Uh, yeah, but that was a totally different style. Yeah, you're Eminem right. right now right. is nothing like Next Wave. I love Next yeah. Wave, but he does not draw yeah. like that anymore. So 
Oh Again, no, he he's people rave about him now. Not uh, I hear a lot more people raving about him now that he's on big books than I did about Next Wave, which is like a little hidden gem. <laughs> which is why you know, just why Next Wave didn't sell because nobody was talking about it. Yeah, yeah. well, fair enough. No, I know you're going to pick it up, so I'm just saying, wait until you crack yeah, it up. Yeah, so it's coming on Friday. Fantastic. Breaks my heart that Next Wave didn't. I mean, it's, it's Ellis, and maybe it was just that unknown Eminem guy. But God, what a, what a fun! Oh, fun it was that, and it was it was the characters, and nobody knew what the hell to make of it. So yeah. it was. I mean, it, it it had a lot going against it, and and I don't know. I I can't really. I mean, aside from it had a lot going thing, against it, and everything going for it. And I don't know what what really Ellis was doing at the time, right before that started. That you know, either where Marvel could say, "Oh, and here's Ellis hot off his." So, I mean, you know, he, the ongoing planetary. It, it's astonishing. Was he on astonishing? Yet? No, 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 not then. Astonishing yeah, he started was, like last year or in late '08. But he was, I mean, he was still, you know, a, a top, top ten writer when Next Wave was coming out. You're right. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was a very recognizable name. And, and, oh, yeah. Yeah, so, I don't it, know. It's just, yeah. and again, it was a, a team of B-listers. I, I mean, I don't consider them B-listers, but I'm sure oh, everybody, boom. no, Boom Boom and Bloodstone and, <laughs> and Machine Man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, th- we love those characters, but I don't know how much pull they have in the marketplace. Right. How many? I mean, That's about the same pull that Atlas does. And Photon, Captain Marvel, come on! Oh yeah, Atlas number two came out today. I, I have I have a lot of notes, probably about three episodes worth. So oh. I'm, yeah, I'm only going to be able to to get. I'm, I'll do. I'll be brief. If what passes for brief? <laughs> uh huh. Anybody? Let's see that happen. Are you Are you guys keeping up on creepy? The, the single no. issues? I no? Mean, no, I have the issues. No, I have them, but I, I haven't read anything but the first one. Okay. Anybody else? No, sir. No, but I plan on it. Is, uh, Hil- is, Hil- is Hillary doing stuff? Not in, in, not in this one, no. no I, I, read, first one. Yeah. I, I read issue number three. I, I'm, I'm hesitant to compare it to the original until now because... You you know you, you can never go home again. That that lightning in the bottle that that Jim Warren captured way back when, really hard to duplicate, especially with the caliber of artists and writers he had on, on the book. This issue number three is the closest the Dark Horse incarnation has come to capturing that old school creepy feel. Wow! Yeah, All right. the the cover by uh by Chuck Pyle is phenomenal. Have you seen the cover with the uh Hitler's men coming into the bunker and yes. there's oh my god, I put it up on the forum. It's in the 113 episode thread. This is a magnificent cover. It and it it Pyle who who's a big time illustrator. I mean, he does a lot of work to to get him to do a cover for Creepy. That's a major score, but it it just it resonates. It 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 evokes invokes the the spirit of creepy it's just a magnificent painted cover and it does everything that the old ken kelly and 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 frazetta covers did it makes you it it, it makes you want to open the book makes you want to grab for it and and it it's it's creepy it's it's what the hell is going on you have a a a hitler-esque a woman with a Hitler mustache in, in with all the, 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 the swastika trimmings and you have a, a dog laying at her feet, a rabid dog, presumably dead. And there's, there's stories that, there's two stories in the issue that kind of go into it. But as a standalone piece, it's just a magnificent cover. And if you look above the door, there's a circular grate type thing and look at it real quick. What does it look like? It looks like the EC logo. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and that was, that was neat that, that Chuck put that in there. But you open the cover, and who do you see? Gene Colan drawing Uncle Creepy 
Oh my God! Boy. Yes, and it's in pencil. It is. It's. It's. It's a. It's an astounding piece. Uncle Creepy's sitting there, and he's all brooding and menacing, and he's got a bone in his hand. This. That. That's the Wayback Machine right there. Gene Colan doing Uncle Creepy. Nice. Say no more. But I mean, the issue. It's. It has its ups and downs, as have all the ones before it. There are a couple stories that come kind of close, and there are a couple that just flat out nail it. There. There's a reprint story called The Disintegrator by Nick Cootie, Cootie who is a, a Warren mainstay. He assisted Wally Wood. Uh, he worked at Carlton for years, uh, co-created E-Man with uh, Joe Staten. Yep. He, now, he was... He I'm, was I'm, hoping you, Tom, I'm hoping for my own sanity you recall that I mentioned Nick Cootie last week. Yes, you did. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just make it sure. Here's, here's like, a... Here's yeah, about. That, that was, <laughs> no, no. He, do you know who um, at his time at, at uh, Charlton who... Cootie recruited. That's what I mentioned last week. Buddy. Yeah, I know. I just see if David was paying attention. <laughs> that, that, that was the Mike Zek connection. For but there's yeah, another one. And, and yeah, okay, Zek. there you go. Yeah. I mean, he was a writer and editor at, so at Warren. He was an assisted at, assistant editor at DC. David, he wrote Spanner's Galaxy. Oh. Yeah, and he worked on the DC Digest. But the, 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 the arts by Ken Barr. He's, he's a, a cover and interior artist for Warren for years. He did covers for Marvel's Planet of the Apes, Rampaging Hulk, Doc Savage, Savage Tales. I mean, that's a classic pair right there. But but the story that really wowed me, it's called Maquiladora. It was written by Cody Goodfellow, and uh, the script and the art is by Kevin Ferreira. This Kevin Ferreira guy is amazing it, it's it's he painted it it's about a, a, a United States businessman who goes to Mexico and sets up a sweatshop uh, sewing uh, designer leather jackets and his uh, go-to guy in Mexico appears to be a demon in human form his name's Nagel which is kind of close to Nurgle which sounds is one of the the great demons but uh, the workforce in the sweatshop are all zombies and it's really cool because the he uh the businessman writes to his family every week and the text would be like uh yeah i put a call in the headquarters and they chewed me out and when i got back in i pushed the production issue and and by pushing the production issue it shows the zombies in chains at the sewing machine so there's a there's a juxtaposition between the the, the lie that is his letters to his family and the reality of the sweatshop it has the O. Henry ending that a lot of the creepy stories have, but you you need to see the art. It's it's somewhat Corbin esque, not as uh, exaggerated as Corbin can get, but in in terms of painted, um, fully rendered art, it, it's in the same ballpark. It's a great story, and it has that disgusting O. Henry switch at the end. That that's very cool. Uh, Jason Sean Alexander. They continue that that. Oh wow that three-part story that began in the first issue, The Curse, about the guy who can make your fondest wishes come true. Uh, Jason Sean Alexander is channeling the Filipino guys. His art's very reminiscent now of... you're talking of, my language. Yeah. He is, he is so good. Oh, my God, he is. What he does with a brush is, is as Jason would say, it's unheard of. The, the, text, the textures and the, and the tonal qualities he gets with, with brush strokes and spatter, it's, it's great. That guy um, should be a superstar. I think he will be eventually. Uh, there's a story written by Doug Munch. Oh, oh wow. We, yeah, with art by Angelo Torres, who Ooh. was one of the original, was one of the EC dudes. He worked on piracy. He, he worked on Warren's Creepy for, for 
like when I think of the Mad movie parodies, he's always he and Moore Drucker, the two artists that I always think right. Of you know how long he worked for Mad? That's <laughs> like thirteen years straight. He, I think, uh, like issue one thirty to two fifteen around there. That's a long stretch, yeah. but uh, he has a, a great little story. Again, they all uh, all have this the O Henry twist at the end. That's what makes them creepy stories. And uh, our buddy from, um, I think he did uh, some GI Joe, Dennis Calero. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing. Um, and he did the noir. He's doing um, the, uh, the the Doctor Solar. And he did, yeah, he okay, does the okay, that's, that's where I heard. Yeah. He does the opening story. It's continued next issue. It's it's not so bad, but I I think the draw with this story is going to be the 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 narrative and not the visuals. It's really kind of dark. Uh, it's about uh, a German woman who's being questioned by uh, government agents uh, for her connections into the Third Reich and and the part she played in in Hitler's Germany. And there's a, a neat little. Uh, Neat little twist to it, and it's continued next issue. But I am loving this creepy. It's four ninety nine, but it's forty eight pages, and they give you a little hint of what's coming next. What's uh, coming next? I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna have to catch up. Uh, Eric Powell, Jason Saron Alexander, oh, oh. Uh, Angelo Torres, Gene Colan, Greg Scott, Michael Kaluda is going to be doing oh. stuff. They, they're going to have cover art by Ken Kelly and San Julian. Oh my God. Wow. Ding and ding. Those are two Warren mainstays. And uh, as far as Uncle Creepy's concerned, he's, I mean, not Uncle Creepy, Cousin Eerie, he's coming back too. So I, I'm guessing Dark Horse is going to be doing the two-fisted Warren treatment with Creepy and Eerie. That's going to be nuts. Well, they've been doing the, they've been doing the, the beautiful uh, archives. Yeah, I'm trying to keep up on those. But it, it's hard. Yeah, it's, it's t- hard. The Eerie seems to be lagging behind. I think the third Eerie came out, and Creepy Six came out today. Yep. So it, it's yep. tough. That's awesome stuff. That's awesome stuff, though. But if you like horror, especially in in the old Bronze Age, Creepy Eerie, Warren vein, of course you, you need to get this because it's it's getting close. It's getting really close now <laughs> to to capturing that old stuff. Here's a, a little tidbit from uh, uh, Warren Publishing. I, I got this from the wiki. I don't like to read wiki entries, but this is really cool. The first known interracial kiss in mainstream comics, and I think that's stretching it when you're talking about Warren, occurred in Warren's Creepy Number 43, uh, published in January 1972, in The Men Who Called Him Monster by Don McGregor and artist Luis Garcia. I did not know that. Hmm. First interracial kiss. I mean, Star Trek was the first televised interracial kiss, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, the first mainstream comics interracial kiss was, again, by Don McGregor uh, in Kill Raven from Amazing Adventures number 31. Yeah, so I guess McGregor has has the thing for the 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 Nubian goddesses. So that's pretty cool. No, and he did Saber. Yep. So it's in in the wheelhouse. That's a neat little, little tidbit. The things you find on the internets. They go for something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dark horses doing good stuff. Creepy needs more exposure. Horror comics, if there's one thing that gets my blood pumping, it's horror comics. Bronze Age horror comics. There's some good horror comics out there these days. It's, yeah. It's, it's, a good time. it's a good time for, uh, for horror. Um, I mean, different, there's different kinds of horror comics out there. It depends on, on what exactly what part of the subset of the genre you like. There's some good stuff out there. Yeah. You know, Hack Slash and 28 Days and, you know, Walking Dead, Walking Key. There's, there's I, good I stuff. can't wait to get sink my teeth into Hack Slash. I'm in the hole for three 
omnibus now, omnibi, <laughs> and and the uh, my first what is it? My first um, my first maniac. My first maniac. Yeah. So I, I'm jumping in head first. I hope it's as good as you say. I, I think it will be because Seely. Yeah, fun. he's on top of stuff. He'll dig it. Um, did you all get the uh, the black sad? Uh, the hardcover from no, not yet. No, on Sunday it comes, or on, uh, on Friday it comes. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put off talking about it then because I want uh, I want you to read it. Vince, have you read Black Sad? I didn't order it because I have the two uh, single volumes, mm-hmm. so I didn't feel like spending for those again just to get the now, third. This new collection holds uh, those two, or is it a reprint of the first one? No, it, it reprints it, the first two, and then it adds okay. the third. That was never. It was translated, but never published, right? Okay. And it what no, the a, a translated version has not come out in the states of the third one. Is how I understand it. Um, but it's, it's trans, translated for the book, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's all. It's all. It's all in English. Um, and it's it's a it's a great story. It was probably um, I don't know. It was probably my second favorite of the of the three. Um, I liked it. Uh, I liked it not as not as good as the the or not as well as the second story, um, kind of the 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 race story. If you know the one I'm talking about, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, I liked it. I liked it better than that. But it was it was great. But no, Jason, you get it because I want to. I definitely want to talk with you about it. It's 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 fantastic. I know. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to. It. I actually saw uh, a copy of the of the hardcover, the European hardcover, um, uh-huh. about a year ago. Uh, and so someone else had it, and uh, and so I saw the art and was just like, "Dope!" Yeah, but, uh, that's gorgeous. Yeah, so so I already know it's phenomenally gorgeous, but I am looking forward so to pretty. it. There, there's it's a so page pretty. where he's in bed with a cat, yeah, woman, oh, yeah. and David, you you would swear that it's Omaha. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's very close, very close, and just the just the way Omaha was drawn with the curves and the and the big hips, not big, but larger than in proportion hips. Uh, yeah, it's and she's laying in the bed and her hips are up and the covers are near. It's like, oh my god, it's Omaha. Yeah, it's great, great stuff. Yeah, I can't I can't wait to talk with you guys about it more. We will save that for later then. Yeah, we'll do that. I'm looking got, at that at that page you're talking about now, and it's hot. It, it is hot. It's very, anthropomorphic yeah. sex. Come on, I'm not yeah. into the whole furry thing, but a well-drawn cat girl will. Yeah, they got some well, well, on last week's episode, you 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 came dangerously close to saying that you liked furries. I did. Yes, you did. What was I talking about? I don't know. It was hmm. ja- some, something Japanese. You were saying I love <laughs> I, I love the Japanese and furries or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. Some of the characters in Sonic are damn hot. Jeez, they're they're pretty furry. Comic, God damn it. <laughs> you know it. I, I need uh, to dig out. I, actually, you know what? I have I have a lot of Omaha issues. I I still need to get. I I do not have the collection I would like to have. Just because I mean, aside from the obvious that it's pretty hardcore, it's it's still what I consider to be a, a well, not fun. But I I really did did like the story and and the characters oh, yeah. in it and Chuck and Omaha and everybody in it. It's it's. I'd like to see that have some sort of, of a um, anonymous packaging. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But that's the that's the thing about uh, Omaha. The sex was not the in, that wasn't the, the, dr- the primary yeah. intent. It was was it Quadrant or Wendy Whitebread? That's not why people uh, bought it. Oh man, Peter Sue, I love Quadrant. But anyway, the 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 sex only reinforced the personalities of the characters. It wasn't just like a porno movie where it's like, somebody order a pizza? You know, it, that that wasn't it. You know, because they would talk 
during before during and after sex and you would get more insight into who these people are and what they do and how they feel so it wasn't just like yeah let's show boobies and cooter it, right. it was it was a story that was that was separated that from the the era you find out who chuck's dad was yeah yeah damn it's like yeah no that's that's i miss omaha thanks for making me think about it <laughs> hey guys this is mike murphy gb mike on the forums I'm just calling to thank every single person on the forums for making our first Kickstarter project a success. As of right now, we're full. So that's Selena. She says hi. So thank you, every single one of you. And you four guys, thanks for helping me find out about it. And most of all, thanks Steve Bryant for also bringing it to my attention. So... I'm going to go celebrate my birthday now. (laughs) Okay. Thank you, guys. Take care. Bye. First wave number two. Ooh. 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 David, you make me happy. I like like rags. Well, this this should make Vince happy. There's only one panel of Batman in this whole issue, even though he's on the cover. (laughs) Yeah, but he's in there, though. I know. He's in there, but he's on the cover. Um, the herpes of the DC universe. Oh, you can Jesus never get rid of them. Christ. Well, what? <laughs> Damn! Renee's never listened to this episode. No, no, uh, no. You'll, you'll, you'll poke fun at, at DC for not selling um, really well, but then they put Batman in a comic to maybe spur some sales, and you give them a hard time for it. I heard your great ten knock last week. They, they, they put. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was a good one, wasn't it? <laughs> no. Th- I, I'm I'm just uh, I've made my position on the first wave stuff very clear. The, the 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 title characters, the focal characters, do not need Batman to 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 make but it's the book. cool. It's nice. No, it's not I, cool. I it's Batman. not cool. It's I, friggin' I, Batman. Enough with the Batman. No, I, I you're absolutely right, Vince. Where where yeah, Doc Savage, Spirit. I mean, these are characters that they don't need. I mean, in, in some cases, Batman. And I will I will play devil's advocate yeah. to Chris's little demon. It doesn't hurt, you know. It doesn't hurt to put Batman in, but well, there, there, there. DC has and still does have a Spirit comic. They, the Cuba Brothers did Doc Savage years ago. They, they have Doc it's Savage again too. now. So both of these characters do exist on their own in their own titles that DC publishes. How often? It, it's one of those neat little things where you know what I want to see Spirit team up with Batman and and. Mm. And not have it that that horrendous one shot that came out a couple of years ago, and and it, it's horrendous. The one by by Jeff Loeb and, and Darwin Cook, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, oh. and and the one that that kicked off the first wave wasn't all that great, but in any case, this miniseries, I'm still. I, I thought it was the six <laughs> issues, but it's oh, it is. Is it six or eight? It's six. Eight, six. Um, the rags art is is still phenomenal. It, it's gorgeous. Every every page. In this book is is stunning to look at. The, the I, I, really, I, I think the spirit is really the star. Of that book. I love his spirit. Ebony is 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 to quote Vince hot. It's um, yeah. hot. It's uh, Ebony's uh, now a woman. Yes, Ebony's a woman. Yes, that that that's why. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm not. Well, <laughs> it doesn't look like it's Blair Underwood. So yeah, I'm going to tell you if if she's hot. If if I think Vince is going to like the character, it, it's cool. Woman. The uh, Black Hawks are in this. And and kick ass, awesome. yeah, it really was. Um, Wonder why they didn't go with the traditional depiction of Ebony. Mm. I wonder. <laughs> um, 
different, it's a different time, Vince. I know. Uh, if, if, you, if you are a fan of pulp books and pulp era comics, this is, this is the, the closest you're ever going to come to a fanboy gasm. It is just all of these great, awesome pulp character moments. And yeah, you can throw in 1938 you know, era Batman into that, and it fits, and it's cool. And that's the thing; it's not it. It's not 1938, really, because I mean, it starts off where you have the cops yeah. in, in these in these old school 1930s type uniforms, but then you know, there's a gangbanger walking by, there's some dude on his cell phone. You have all the you know Times Square with with all their ads and their billboards, and it's it's comic book time. Yeah, because, because Bruce Bruce Wayne is not ninety years old, right? You know, it's which he would be if he first became Batman in nineteen thirty eight. It's 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 weird comic book time. It's, right? You know, it's, it's uh, yeah. It it really. I mean, it, it's it's a funky story. The the uh, the Avenger makes his appearance in in this book. Um, the colors by by Rufino are. They're practically a star on on their own. I mean, as as great as I think Rags looks here, the colors are are stunning. Everybody looks great. It, it it's just it's it's a pretty book, and and I I can't really. There's nothing that I as I'm reading it, nothing nothing feels forced. Nothing feels like out of place or, or doesn't read wrong. I mean, I'm not well versed in Doc Savage. I've I've read. Spirit stories by Eisner. I, I read the Cook series. I, I I have somewhat of a familiarity with, with with Denny Colt, and nothing I read made me sound made me think that you know he doesn't sound like this or he would never act this way. It's it. Azarello's got a real good grasp on, on the characters, those that he he reimagined for this series, and and for those that that are steeped in 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 history. And uh, I'm gonna. Stick with it, you know, until you know. Even even though they'll probably come out with a hardcover and tell me to vote with my dollars, I'm I'm going to stick with this miniseries. Oh, and, you- and, and and read the spirit too, because Justin um, uh, Mortat is yeah. tearing that up. How about Doc Savage? Is that any good? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't I can't hear you. <laughs> and, yeah. Stick with first wave and and spirit for now. <laughs> I'm glad you're enjoying that, David. I am. It, I mean, it, it does my heart good to see you enjoy something. That was like Wood, Wood said. Wood always gets on like it. You know, I, I'm happy yeah. to see my boys enjoying yeah. the comedy. I love what my that's boys true. love. love yeah. something. It is. Yeah. It is true. I mean, right. how can I? I mean, for all the bitching, that's the point. Yeah. We all do, or and people, other other people do on the forums and stuff, and we all have to sometimes remind ourselves. And we're all guilty of it, but when there are what four hundred plus comics that come out every month, and then how many tens of thousands of of archival stuff you can get, you know, through through collected editions or back issues. I mean, there really isn't much excuse to be reading a ton of stuff you're not enjoying. So I, I, I will I will happily and and forever give Chris shit for for loving the Superman books. But if he's loving them, then then that's that's why I'm giving him shit for because I know he's mm-hmm. digging them, and he can take it. And well. I kid because I love it's it's well I, I I think he's got a thicker skin than 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 we like to think, but it's um. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm 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 happy for him if he likes them that, because if 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 he's excited about the Superman books then I'll either see something or or think about you know well he was really excited about this I'll give it another shot or what have you but as long as I know he's digging it then I can actually say you know well not everybody's panning this or not everybody's shitting on something it's if, if he's digging it then then that's great and like Wood says if if he's happy that one of his boys is liking something so am I yeah and Jason said something 
a couple weeks ago. He's like, you know, if you're not liking this, don't read it. And I was like, you know what? You're absolutely right. There you go. And and saying that was something I said it with the context of easier said than done. I mean, there are still many mm-hmm. many titles that uh, I I have read through the years in all of their forms. Um, you know, pretty much all the 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 core Marvel books I have read when they've sucked and when they're great. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, it's taken however many years and you know being on this show and just to start weaning myself. And I, I'm certainly not a hundred percent clear of that uh of that uh foible but but it is definitely something that my perspective has changed it's it's you know it's 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 that collector's mentality it's the idea of breaking the run or you know missing out on when the run gets great again but you know in today's day and age it's so easy it's not like it's not like you have to worry about not not being able to track down the issue you know yeah yeah yeah. especially for marvel or dc right that's what i mean right i mean in worst case you gotta buy the trade right yeah of of all the uh the titles where I've looked back on and and thought, you know, how could I how could I stop reading this? There's one title, and I know I've mentioned it recently because of 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 the creative team change, but Fantastic Four seems to be one title that I I really have no trouble. I mean, and I'm talking about even after Burn left, and I stuck around a little while with 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 Stern and and uh, and Bushima, and then you had DeFalco and Ryan, and everybody came, and I kept coming back. But at that point, I didn't have a consecutive run dating back from from just before burn started so i had like most of the 200s and then right before 300 came out and i, I it was the marvel's 25th anniversary where thing was on the cover and and a couple issues after that where they were kind of ridiculous and then and then you had the defalco ryan and and uh and and i i didn't come back for simonson and you know so i came back for for heroes return but i left shortly after uh Lobdell and, and, and LaRocca got hot and heavy, and I pretty much didn't come back until, until Wade and Rowingo. Yeah. You have a very... I don't know... Knowing what runs of Fantastic Four you've read and which ones you've skipped, I have to say it does perplex me as to... Because it's clear that you have a very specific way you like to see the Fantastic Four written and, and portrayed, but mm-hmm. I can't... And, and looking at the things you don't care for and the things you grooved on, I can't quite figure out which way it is. Like, I can't... I'm like, oh, he likes it when they're like this. For I, it's just, you clearly have things that it seems to be like there are a lot of things that can tweak you about Fantastic Four. You're like, he's I'm nuts. A- That's just the easiest way to explain <laughs> it. He's nuts. You know, the, you it should. Yeah, so you, you have a hair trigger when it comes to FF. You're like, I'm out. Me, I know. I well, yeah, because there's just David and I are the same. I will drop that book at the first sign of trouble. And well, I, we already I, knew I you weren't. I didn't, I didn't with start. I mean, I didn't start with episode, it. Should, I didn't start with issue forty-eight. So I mean, I can't really say too much about the Stan and Jack era, or, or the Jack and a little bit of Stan era. That and should be the cover charge for every comic book store in the country. You got to buy Fantastic Four. You're not getting in. That should be the cover charge. There <laughs> you go. I have no problem with that, and I have, oh, and, and and I've enjoyed it for many, many years. And and when because of when. I got a lot of bad there. And and it's, no, it's been no. mostly recently, though. I'm well, not. I'm not saying recently, like with Hickman. I mean, it's just been over the past since since the turn of the century. Kind there, of. There, there are exactly. some. There are some uninspired Fantastic Four stories and arcs, but there's. I know. I refuse to believe that there's a truly bad everybody, Fantastic everybody Four. Even Fantastic even scarred thing in. with the helmet. The the okay, robot monster yeah, and, thing and, and the female she thing. That's it, it's not bad. It's just you know it's it, not it's setting not, the world it's not on fire. A snuff. I mean, there's right. people. Everybody might have a Fantastic Four story. I mean, hell, even 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 Morrison yeah. has a Fantastic Four story in him. It's been out there. So I mean, everybody has sure. a Fantastic 
Four story to tell, but not everybody gets the Fantastic Four. I, True. I, I kind of, I, I was digging on, I mean, especially with, with, with McConan and Lanning coming on for art. I, I was there after, after Wade and, and, and Ringo and, and Kessel left and, and I think Kessel wrote a couple issues and then you had JMS start. The Kessel run. I was, <laughs> hey, I was, I was, uh, I was looking forward to it, but then he fell back to his, his, the, the the thing he did with Spider-Man and it's like, oh, well, there was, there was a greater calling and that's why you have your powers. No, man, it was a fucking accident. Nothing, there was no great hand making sure that these four characters, these four people received the powers they did. It just, it happened because it happened and he's always trying to, like, like the spider told him, he's always trying to right. tweak things so that it's like there's some greater calling and shit, shit can be random. It works that way. And But that's just one writer's voice. Though. No, you're right, right. you're right. And, 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 I, and you can, and you can, you don't have to embrace the, the writer's opinion, but you still got to buy the book. It is a given. And, 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 and unfortunately, you know, his, his run was right there when Civil War was starting. So he also had to work around whatever bullcrap Miller was, was sticking in the, in the character's mouths in, in, in the Civil War mini. And, and that great letter that Sue wrote to read. And, and then, then he left and, and you were all excited because, you know, it's McDuffie. And even though it's not the, the true four, it's not the main four, it's still the Fantastic Four and it's still fun. And, and, and Pelletier and Magyar are doing the art. Then I'm definitely on it. I'm, I'm there for the long. I don't care what the hell. They, they could put Howard the Duck and Man Thing and, and Luke Cage. <gasps> and, oh, and Drew, I'd be all over that. Boner. That's what I'm saying. I'm so there. I don't care who's Aunt May and Jarvis and, and her. We, we, would, and, we would be one of like eight people that would buy that book. And I, would, <laughs> yeah. I would literally would skip be, to the comic shop to pick that up. That would, but that would be one of those ones that we'd be seeing. We'd be seeing final issues solicited. By <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that, that's another thing. I don't care. Nuclear Holocaust. There will never be a final issue of Fantastic Four. Marvel will publish that till the end of time. Oh, I agree. Oh, sure they will. Yeah. Sure they will. Yeah. But then, and, and then after make it right. left, you, it is right. You, you, McDuffie makes room so that yeah, he, he's killing time so that, that, that Miller and, and Hitch and company can come on. And I was just like, and shit up the place, but still, uh, yeah. it was Fantastic like, Four. I'll, 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 I'll come back. I'll see you when in a year when when or even though it's a thirteen issue arc in a year plus when when like, the uh, let's spend two issues in Scotland with a bunch of bullshit. Yeah, but <laughs> still, and, and, it, and it was that wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. That was just that wasn't bad. That was just uninspired. It was. It was uninspired, but it still That's had insane. the well, team. I, I mean, you you I, could. It could be my dinner with Ben and just have them sitting at a table for 22 pages talking about their day. I would groove on it because it's the Fantastic Four. But see, I'm not, I don't want to say my time is too precious or there's plenty of other better books to read. I don't want a, it's, it's sufficient. I don't want it served its purpose. I don't want a, it, it did its job issue of the Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four. You is want greatness. That. And as much as I, and I'll give every, team a chance like i have to go back and get the Logan pacheco some some of those issues i i have to read that i want to i want to experience every iteration or every era of of the fantastic four because you i know don't, what the I fantastic don't, four needs what bendis <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good place to keep him for a while no no no, no. Uh, that would, that would, and, that and an easy decision you me. know i'm being facetious but uh, not so much in reality, because I think what they need to do is they need to tie the Fantastic Four into every book of the Marvel Universe, just like they did oh, the God. Avengers. 
They oh, do. No. It's it's the in my opinion, it's the greatest super team ever. Now, you don't you don't and, you and, put and, the Fantastic and, Four in every book. You 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 could have other heroes. You could have other characters show up in Fantastic Four, but you don't have to have the Fantastic Four show up in everybody else's book. Yeah, Vince just made me throw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> what, when I, I, wait, 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 wait. When I, I said the Bendis or the greatest super team? No, whenever you said that, that Bendis needs to go to the Fantastic Four and get them in every other book in the Marvel Universe. I think that would be kind of cool. Mouth. Yeah. Um, I, I think I actually suggested <laughs> that. Fuck, that was a blow-off right there. <laughs> That's all right. He's I think I've actually, I've actually suggested on this show before that Bendis would be a really good writer for FF because it is such a it should be such a dialogue-driven book with big ideas. Yeah, I'm surprised he's but, ever wanted yeah. to. Or I mean, I, I do agree that he, it's, it's... I don't really much, see it in his much, wheelhouse. Much, much better. Why? Wait, 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 why not? Because if, if you look back on Byrne and, and, and Wade... And and now Hickman and or even McDuffie, it's that that whole Imaginauts thing. There's there's a lot of science, whether it's real or or made up, that that, right, that Reed right. spouts. They're not. Bendis yep, is yeah. Bendis is street level. Bendis is is <sighs> he he gets his, the characters get their hands dirty. Their 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 outfits get ripped and torn. And I'm not saying you know unstable molecules make sure that doesn't happen. But he doesn't. I don't. I don't. I'm not saying he can't put words in Reed's mouth, well, but I although, don't know if he would sound if, right. If you Bendis can did get... House of M, Bendis did Secret Invasion. Yeah, right. That's that's Avengers, but that was that was the X Men in the Avengers, and 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 it wasn't. But I mean, just, they weren't street level. I mean, those were huge events with galactic themes and yeah. I mean, but I don't, but I don't, but I don't know Reed if it was to save the day. Idea. I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think he could write Reed saving the day. He might he might get them out in space, or he might call on that huge threat. But I don't know if he if it, I and, totally agree with you. And I don't I don't totally. know if he, if he could ha- have them solve the save the day. You know, I'm going to use a DC comparison. Remember in 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 Final Crisis or leading up to Infinite Crisis, when Batman had files on everybody in the oh, yeah. DC oh, universe, yeah. and it it totally ostracized him from yeah. from all his other uh, quote friends. Reed mm-hmm. should be. That person in the Marvel universe, Reed should have files on friggin' everyone. That's Tony Stark, though. Yeah. Well, no, that shouldn't be Tony. I mean, I like Tony Stark. I no, think no, he's well, very, he's very intelligent. But if, if you're talking, Reed is, if you're Reed is a, he's he's the he's the uh, spacey scientist. So he's pursuing things. things. He but but he has that. a contingency yeah, plan for everything. You can't. It's below. That's below. something up at below Reed. Reed Reed isn't worried. Reed isn't worried about Peter Parker's secret identity. He's worried about what's going on in the negative zone. He's worried about yeah. what's going on beyond the negative zone. Yeah. No, I see. I dis- I disagree. Reed Reed takes everything into account. Everything. Look, well, that room with with what a, a fifty three ideas or whatever the hell it was. It, it's it's. I mean, he he's 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 thinking the. All, I just think all sides beneath, of the box. It's beneath Reed to to do what you're saying because it. I don't think anything is beneath. If he Reed. needed to know something about someone, he could do it in three seconds. Yeah. He's uh, not. Uh, hey Reed, we need to know about so and so. What he's up to. But, but right, what I'm saying, that would here. be the in to to connect, much like they did that's with not, with Batman to connect. Oh, that's, that, no, that's that's too much of a dark side for Reed to possess. It, it, it's the not, hero, it's man. Not Why yeah, it doesn't have to be dark. He doesn't have to blackmail them or or coerce them to do it. For him to know. So is he going to tell everybody that that he's got these files on them? Is he going to let everybody know that? By the way, uh, you're running low on milk. Uh, I'm I'm all for less interconnected universes and not worrying about 
what Reed knows so I can read an Iron Man book or a, an Iron Fist book or Spider-Man Be book. Because today, no, because today comics are too expensive, but in the, in the Silver Age, the entire no, Marvel no, Universe no, was connected. That, yeah, but, but how many books was the Marvel Universe? Initially, not that many, but look at the Bronze Age. There was a shitload of books. Whenever people think of classic, classic Marvel continuity, you had Amazing Spider-Man, FF, The Avengers, X-Men, Thor, Captain America, Iron Man. Yeah, I mean, you're talking like... Like ten books. Yeah, but there's still the characters. Those are the characters that drive the Marvel Universe today. Yeah. So what's what's changed? Five goddamn books. Right. Well, you have two, three Iron Man books. You have how many Spidey books? That's today. That's just a that's that's Marvel's publishing strategy. But it's still the same characters. Yeah, but if you the, the stories, the stories that were told in one issue of of Iron Man back in in sixty nine or seventy are now told in six issues of right, Iron that, Man and two yeah, books. You, but it's the same thing. Captain America show up twice in one month in Captain America and the Avengers. Now you have him in four Avengers books and his own book, and it's so yeah. That, that was their publishing schedule, but you were getting you weren't getting as much of the characters. Every month now, and you, have to pick, and you have to pick and choose instead of having those six books that you want to buy and get the whole story. And you have to pick and choose from the eighty that they put out or whatever. It's still interconnected. Oh it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's the same. It's the same it's as it different. always was. It, it's just it's that just fucking knows. impossible to keep up with because so, they publish so, too many so titles. I, I found out on the, I found I found out on the forum that there's a new Black Goliath this week. Yeah, I had no idea. idea. Yeah, yeah was, but how did you how did you find out after Julian, you had after you posted the picture of the Aryan god destroying the black man? <laughs> the Aryan cyborg. Yeah, that was nice. Killing the large black man, and then Julian said, "Hey, fool! There's a new black Goliath." It's like I had no idea. <laughs> All right, he was Can right on the fool part, but I, I, I did, fool. are we exhausted on this on this subject? Because I still yeah. want to talk yeah, about no, one book here. Yeah, before you start breaking up again, please do. True, <laughs> because it, it happens. Um, what do you get? Here's a little question for you. What do you get when you throw Paul Pope, Jim Mahfoud, and Von Bodie into a blender? What do you get besides a messy blender? Gary Panner. No. Nathan Fox, who's God, according to Chris. So. Brandon Graham. I did not say he's God. I said that. No, I he said he's better than he firm over I, 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 I prefer Nathan Fox, Fox to Paul Pope. <laughs> You're crazy. Oh, I know. You, you, you get Brandon... You get Thanks Brandon Graham. His point, dude. You like Ronan better than Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> I do. Again, you get Brandon Graham, the writer-artist of Image Comics, Tokyo Pop Joint, King City. Is anybody reading King City? No, I, I was waiting for you to tell me. King, no. King City's the new blood. It's it's the hotness. It's the hotness. This, this is lava? it. It's lava. It's on fire. It is so good. It's in. It's published by Image. It's in the Golden Age format that they do for Viking and uh, oh, Cowboy okay. Ninja Viking. Mm -hmm. The oversized. It's two ninety nine. Black and white. Oh, this Bargain book today's standards. took me totally by surprise. It is so good. Uh, the The lead character's name is Joe. He's a cat master slash spy. What is a cat master? Cat well, master. he's back in King City after a two year absence. Uh, a period during which he was trained to be a cat master by a man named Mud at a place called the farm. What, what a cat master is, it's exactly what it sounds like. He has a cat. The cat's name is Earthling J.J. Cattingsworth III. I, he, he hasn't really made it specifically clear 
what this cat is or how this cat gets to be like this, but the cat can literally, with an injection, do anything. Anything. Uh, he, uh, Joe has this array of syringes, and whenever he goes into, it, whenever he's into a situation where he needs to defend himself or go on the offense, he injects the cat with a syringe, and, and the cat can, can do, it, it, it's limitless what this thing can do. It can duplicate items with its copycat power. Get it? <laughs> it's, it's skilled in the art of post-mortem examinations. It could do an autopsy. Surveillance, something essential to the, uh, being a spy. Earthling can become a cat periscope. One little injection and the cat can be a periscope. That's crank great. his, crank his tail. He could be a cat skateboard. He's proficient in complex math, crossword puzzles. He can be a high-powered projectile launcher. He can breathe fire. He can turn into a parachute. This is a cat. This is neat. Awesome. This is very neat. Yeah. And and so Joe's back in King City after two year absence and I guess his um the love of his life, her name is Anna Green Gables. That's his old girlfriend. She's uh Anna a, a, Green Gables. Isn't that uh-huh. neat? She she's a billboard bomber, sexy redhead. Uh they're estranged because he just left to go to this the farm and be trained as a as a, a cat master. And uh, he comes back to the city and takes a job. Uh, infiltrating this this site and making a duplicate of this key. He doesn't know what the key is for, but he's being paid to make a duplicate of the key, so he does it. So while he's he's on the job, he gets accosted by this mysterious dude who fires something at him and cuts his shoulder, and that plays a part in, in, in later issues. I read the first eight issues. I think issue nine comes out soon. And uh, he's tainted by the wound. The wound turns into a skull, and you're like... Well, what's this about? You find out later. Uh, Joe has a friend named Pete Tie Fighter. Come on. The guy's name's Tie Fighter. T-A-I Fighter. That's Joe's closest friend. He's, he's almost never seen without a ski mask, a la Weird Harold from Fat Albert. Was it Weird Harold had the ski mask? Remember uh, Fat Albert? So. Yeah. Because I don't think it was Mushmouth. I know a lot no, of Mushmouth had the big lips. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the walls of Joe's apartment are festooned, love that word, with ski masks. And, 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 uh, Joe is hired by this gang called the Racket Club to watch over and transport this gorgeous young, uh, Illandovian water breathing girl. He's paid to take her from point A to point B. What they're, what they plan to do with this girl, he doesn't know, but he's getting paid. And he be, I'm gonna kill kids. I'm gonna kill kids. Uh, he he's paid to transport her, uh, but he becomes kind of infatuated her with her in 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 the meantime, and he does the deal because he doesn't want to lose his life. But he spends the rest of the eight issues trying to track her down and get her back. Uh, Anna, who has moved on since being romantically involved with Joe, is now hooked up with a guy named Maximum Absolute, or Max for short. He he's a veteran of a Korean zombie war. Came back to King City, both emotionally and physically scarred from the experience. The, the only thing that kind of squelches those bad dreams and nightmares of his battles with the living dead is a drug called chalk. This is very cool. It's a compound with which eventually turns the user into the drug itself. The hardcore chalk users would find their, their body parts just crumbling, turning into the drug, and then they would use their body parts to fuel their high. Sounds like Soylent Green meets crack. (laughs) 
Uh, it's made out of people. Max is missing a leg from a battle with an eight-armed, 15-foot-tall zombie queen called the Nagat. There's a lot of stuff going on in King City. There is a ancient Bigfoot named Lukashev. He's a one-time member of an ultra-secret space program, along with a chupacabra and a dinosaur from the future. He now runs this place called Nowhere, which is a safe house for spies on the road. If you find yourself between cities or you're trying to do a job and you're, you, you don't have any money and, or tools of the spy trade, you can go to this Nowhere, this safe house, and there's a suitcase there with everything you'll need. There's a bed. You can refresh, revitalize, and get back on the road. That's neat. That's but neat. Mr. Brandon Graham is friends with James Stokoe, the artist writer of Orkstein. Ah, uh, yes. And and the two are very. And uh, James Stokoe has a backup story in issue seven, I think. But the two are very similar. They smoke, they smoke some good weed. No, they. Yeah, probably. They are world builders because as as much as the characters are very real and very well fleshed out in King City. The real star of this comic is the King City itself. It's Where's Waldo-esque, ultra-detailed, super-dense, intricate cityscapes. I mean, it looks like it took this guy forever to draw some of this stuff. Cool. The Like Paul Pope, he makes really good use of, of fonts, uh, typography, and signage, and it, it seems like an actual place where people live instead of just like your your very geometrical cityscape that you see in a Marvel comics. I mean, it, or DC. It's it's dirty. It's grungy. It's gritty. There's there's garbage around, and there's graffiti. There's power lines everywhere. Post, uh, I mean, bills posted on. Uh, traffic poles and and walls. I mean, it's a it's a lived-in city. That's what immediately captured my interest in this book. It's like this is a real place. Uh, every vending machine is meticulously designed. The logos, just the, and you could say that about everything in this book. The design is is really neat. I mean, the cat is is designed. The shoes, the clothing. It's an awesome book. And, and I'm wondering why we don't hear more about King City. Because it, it it's the new hotness. It's up there. It it's, this book is pretty revolutionary, and it does move kind of slow because it was originally uh, published at Tokyo Pop, so it has the pacing kinda of a manga. It's I mean you get to know the characters. It's not just all action or all dialogue. There's there's a lot of both, but in eight issues, you you basically get kind of the gist of where this thing is going the key that joe stole or copied from that that one place belongs to this cult that has a seemingly dead man in a coffin who turns into this cthulhu-esque nightmare and there's reanimated dead and there's street gangs i mean it's a it's a big story but you're only seeing a, the, the, the smallest fraction of it in the first eight issues. But they're two ninety nine, and they're well worth it. I mean, they're they're longer and larger than your average comic, so it, you're getting your money's worth. And Jason, you like the cheesecake. You need to see how Brandon Graham draws women. Word. Oh, little nymphettes with pouty lips, oh. and it's it seems Any, like uh, they're fan service. It's 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 mostly fan service. There, oh. it, it, it's it's not too explicit. He's pretty subtle with it, but oh. they're they're. It seems like their waists jut out at a forty five degree angle from their torso, so they always work in the booty. And nice, you so know, it's a natural look. 
It is. It is. Nice. It's natural. And it, it's, it's gloriously cartoony. If, uh, our buddy Julian's not reading this, he really should because it is right up his alley. It's very reminiscent of, of One Piece. It seems like Graham is creating comics just for the sheer joy of doing it. And the story's dense and intricate. I love this book, King City. Did you know? Now, where Mary are we in terms of issues? Like, is this, uh, are you talking about the first trade or is this how many issues in? Or? I don't know if it's been traded yet, but mm-hmm. I would, I would opt for the single issues because there's letters pages and. Well, what uh, issue is it up to? I have eight, so I'm assuming okay. that nine is either out or is coming out very soon. Nice. There are backup stories by James Stokoe and Marion Churchland. She did that Beast graphic novel for Image, and she did a couple issues of The Elephant Man. She's um, Graham's girlfriend. Oh, okay. So she did a cover and a backup story. James Stokoe did a backup story. And you get uh, author pages, which most of them are cartooned. So, mm-hmm. he, I mean, he's doing cartoons all the time. You get a cutout on the back of one and just little insight into the way the, the, the writer-artist thinks. Seems to be a fan of Marvel comics because... Uh, there's one comic on the back of the first issue where he says, that's all today. It's time to do up some real comics. And he says, Excelsior, bitches. So, you know, he's a Star Wars fan, obviously. He's he's uh, steeped in the pop culture. It is a fantastic book. And how did I not know about this? I mean, it just came out from Tokyo Pop, the initial volume. I missed it because I was just I must have been brain dead. I wasn't paying attention. This is something new, something different. And we all complain that why is there anything different on the stands? I need something, you know, that'll reignite my love of comics. I think King City will do it for you. Unbelievable. And it, he, and again, like Paul Pope, he is immersed in every aspect of this thing. There, there's little doodles in the corner of some panels. There's, there's, uh, he uses type this, a lot in, uh, in the same way as Paul Pope uses it. Like he just won't put a building. There's a vending machine with a, a, a uh, it looks like he, he labored over the, the logo of the vending machine. It's just this little thing in the tiny little piece of the panel, but he goes all out like Paul Pope. That's why I compare him to him, because I see a lot of similarities between the both of them. Cool. You know, that was completely off my radar. That's so weird about his image, right? I mean, yeah. I, I know. Like, it's just, I, I sometimes wonder if image, because we certainly are all big image fans. We, we talk a lot about image, mm-hmm. but... But let's be honest, the image, other than a few books, doesn't really sell well at all. I mean, it's like Which depressing. Is a, it's a shame. Comes. Yeah. And I wonder if part of it is the model, you know? Is, um, is this a Shadowline book, Vince? Or, no, uh, this is uh, Image Tokyo Pop. It's mm-hmm. a joint okay. presentation. They they initially republished the 192 pages of the Tokyo Pop offering, and now he's he's progressed to the point where it's all new. Oh, cool. Okay. So, and he's going to finish the story at Image in this larger format, which is great. The art is just, I don't know whether this would work as a small little manga volume. Breaking up, Leia. That's okay, I'm done. Get it. Hey, guys, this is Fate Spears calling from the Comic Book Connection Initiative. I uh, sure do appreciate you playing my voicemail on the, on the show the other day. Just wanted to call and say thanks. And, um, you know, all the support that we're getting for this program is helping out a lot of kids. As a matter of fact, I uh, set up uh, donation bots at some of the local comic book retailers. I just recently had somebody donate a bunch of 
showcase and essentials, a ton of graphic novels along with a huge stack of comic books. And they did it anonymously, and I just want to put that out there and say thanks. You know, um, our community of comic book readers and creators and everyone has just been real supportive of this, um, even so much as going to my Facebook page under Comic Book Connect comic book connection initiative and uh, just signing up for like you can get updates about what we're doing here in the columbus area and uh you know certainly if anybody wants to do it in their region or their city please go ahead you can certainly use the name i don't have a trademark or anything like that on it and uh you know we can communicate and find out the best ways to do it i'm doing donations for uh food pantries and children's shelters and hospitals in my area and if anybody can come up with anything else that would benefit children get them reading comic books, and, uh, you know, maybe even create some future readers out there. I know myself, I have way too many, and uh, just a, it was a good way to thin out my back issues. And um, Donated hundreds, and, and people have just been pouring donations in. I, I can't say thank you enough. So, again, guys, appreciate the, letting me rant on about it on uh, your show. Um, I appreciate everyone who's been supportive of us. I just heard you guys talk about the DCU Legacies, I loved it. I agree with you. The art's great. I like the story. Len Wein is writing it, and I, I just think it's amazing. But uh, I digress. Um, love it again, um, and uh, thank you again. Take care, guys. Love the show. Bye-bye. You speak the image, we're, we're going to talk Bulletproof Coffin next week. Will everybody have it by then? Yeah, I definitely want to. I, I read it for this week, but I'm, I'm more than happy to wait if that Vince and David, you guys are still waiting on it, right? Yeah. Okay. I want, I want, to, I want to jam on it as a group because it, it was is dope, dude. It is so good. <laughs> I was it's just like, dope. man, it was when I, I sat down and I was like, okay, you know, every once in a while, you you read something that just comes up and hits you right in the face, and it's like, I am different. Yeah, that was that was that comic. It's it was. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I I it was it was so so different from anything else that I've read for a while and I I always applaud that whenever it, it, that kind of stuff comes around and it sounds like yeah, it sounds like the, Vince's pick is 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 right there with that so I'm going to have to I must check that out as well that's awesome don't hate, don't hate me. Oh. so today uh, who went to the comic shop anybody no, no. anybody anybody nobody no. today was Spider-Man day and they didn't tell us yeah actually no you know what Today is Marvel Day because what's today's date? Uh, six one six. Six one six. Yeah, six one six. See that? Oh. I'm Aren't I'm so plugged into that? David. It's amazing. And then some. I know. Are you a two twenty or a, yeah? You're a two twenty. Um, <laughs> but did anyone happen to t- take a look at Ultimate X number three? Oh, not yet! Damn oh, it! We didn't go to the store, dude. Oh my God! Oh, there's I I I didn't get a chance to read it, but I'm thumbing through it, and there's a panel. Art Adams so knows what we want. Yeah. Yeah, because James is on a a bus with Jean Grey, and he's sleeping, and his his head's on her shoulder, and he's looking down her blouse. Mm. Art Art Adams. Art Adams Adams draws a panel, a bird's eye perspective down Jean Grey's. Blouse. Oh, nice! It is so hot. You want to lick the panel. It's it's. Uh, I think this lick is it before you stick it. You know, you're gonna call me crazy. And yeah, what about New Mutants annuals? And what about Long Shot? I think 
this Ultimate X is up. No, wait, 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 wait. I was going to say, I was going to say, among, among the best. Let's have a hyperbole free week. No, among, no, among the best. How about we all just take a deep breath here? I I will say the coloring on this book is far better than Art Adams has been colored on those books I just mentioned. The coloring on those books stinks. Check well, I'll have to see the issue before I totally dismiss what you're saying, but... I'm not saying it's his best. I hyperbole, boy, I don't know. No, I'm telling you, <laughs> it's among. Um, Do you not know what among means? Among, Vince, among. Vince, Vince, okay, I got two words for you. Fall on sun. Check yourself. I, I still think well, that's ridiculous. I still Mr. think that's ridiculous. Event going on right now. <laughs> I don't know that there's much to talk about there, buddy. Why? Why do you keep? No, wait a minute. Let me just. This, why do you keep throwing falling sun, falling sun at me? I didn't say it was oh. great. I said it wasn't that bad. You, well, you got, you got at, at least eleven months before that one wears off. Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, I don't want to take it to dinner. I just thought it was. Semi enjoyable. I didn't even, to tell you the truth, I didn't even buy the damn thing. I I read it. I read someone else's, but yeah, uh, you know, yeah, that's true. yeah. There's clunkers every now and then, you know. Yeah, but it, it, I didn't get the cancer from touching it. You know what I mean? That it's not a DC book, so. <laughs> See, he's 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 being very reluctant to enter into the battle this week. Why? Chris, this is so he unlike you. Rusty. He says I, rusty. I, I keep what? chumming, and you're now biting. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm trying to be a, a very happy, fun, and and engaging um, co-host on the show here. I'm, I'm, now you're starting. Now I'm starting. <laughs> starting now. Starting now. now. <sighs> Let's still uh, come on. We got. We still have more time. Let's talk about some more comics. I don't want to go. All right, well, go ahead. I, I just want to hear you people. That's why I'm here. I had a shitty day. I want to hear my brothers just gush about something good. Oh, uh, have you guys uh, read A God Somewhere? A what? A God uh, Somewhere. Why does it sound familiar? Uh, I'm going He's pulling something out. <laughs> I'm moving. I'm, I'm, I'm moving. I guys I'm are moving. Uh, pulling out the what? Uh, <laughs> uh, it was uh, an OGN. That uh, that Wildstorm put out, which Wildstorm doesn't. Oh, or I, I I read Paul Montgomery's review of this on iFanboy, and it sounded yep. amazing, and I have to buy it now. And I completely didn't see it when it was solicited. Completely didn't notice it, probably because I just see Wildstorm, and my mind goes numb until I get to the the page after mm-hmm. Wildstorm on the previews. But uh, this seems to be one of those rare Wildstorm books that was actually worth my attention. Um, you know, Wildstorm. Uh, the, the, I don't know. They just they don't seem to have um, a, a real common approach. You never know what's going to come out of Wildstorm. Exactly. And, That's good, though. Uh, it, it, it can Have be good, but... Because it ain't so well, good in Well, Stop. I mean, but, some, but, some, but sometimes it's great. I mean, you can look at stuff like Mysterious or mm-hmm. Welcome to Tranquility. Uh, the High Women, I thought, was... was yeah, there's, there's, there's but the stuff that's not really tied into the... Right. Yeah, the problem wild. is, and let's be honest, the inconsistency... Uh, of the and, and poor quality of that line though is been a, a, a bummer for, for things like mysterious that deserve a better fate because yeah, people people think it. I thought red herring was great yeah yeah I mean pe- people people think wildstorm and the first thing they think is you know authority and wildcats and you know those those flagship wildstorm 
universe titles. And there's some good stuff that comes out of Wildstorm. And uh, I, I got somewhere. It was um, a very different kind of book. It was... Um, Be before uh, you get into it, who uh -huh. is the writer and who is the artist? I was just going to say, it is written by John Arcudi with art by Pierre Schneeberg. Oh, uh, really? Yes. So that's what that's what um, Schneeberg has been up to since uh, the Mighty, I guess, is 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 doing this. Um, and it's uh, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful Schneeberg art. If you're a fan of his from um, what Starman or White Brigade, The Mighty, um, he's he's fantastic. Um, and this is this is not your traditional superhero comic. It is uh, basically um, with absolute power, you know, corrupting absolutely. It's a it's it's a guy who who gets superpowers and is. Um, you know, well-intentioned, but things go incredibly, incredibly wrong, and he becomes um, power drunk and power mad. And you, you see this, you see this person kind of um, become a god, and as a result, we all become very ant-like to him. And this is all followed through through the viewpoint of his best friend, who even until the end. Um, Still, still loves and cares about his best friend, but has to see him become like the world's number one um, enemy. And it's it is a dark and gripping book. Um, it's not perfect by any means, but it's one that that stuck with me um, after reading it. It's it's good. I'm gonna have to look uh, out for that. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's uh, 20, 20, 25 bucks. Um, hardcover? Uh, no. Hmm. Well, but it, it's it's pretty it's pretty it's pretty thick. It's yeah. uh, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's not thin. Didn't Wildstorm publish a fringe series? They Based on the show, yeah. because uh, they're also doing Supernatural, aren't they? I want to say that they're doing Fringe. I'm so into that show now. I haven't started on it. I bought the first season on DVD. Oh, mm -hmm. I I didn't want to like it. And I, as probably most people did, compared it too much to the X-Files initially, but it is nothing. Well, no, I won't say that. It is, it is very much unlike the X-Files. And that's a good thing. I'm, I'm sure the producers went out of their way to, uh, distance themselves from that, but the Anna Torf, oh my god. See, I, I find her completely unattractive. Oh, you, are you serious? She's so avian-like. I do not like avian-looking women. She she looks like she's got she's she looks like uh, bird brain from the New Mutants. It's it doesn't she does nothing. For me. Gigantic oh, beak, my. tiny skinny arms, big old long face. It's like uh, that. She's like, the, the, like, like, she's like, the hey, woman. Anna, why the long face? Like, <laughs> now you're just you're, 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 you're just being hateful now. There's no there's no need for. Oh, well, I don't hate her, seriously. and I enjoy I enjoy her character, but I don't find her attractive at you, all. You I watch Fringe. I do. Uh, I, I think it's what? a I great show. I watched, like, when it first came out, I was psyched. We, we DVR'd it. I watched, like, the first three, four episodes. Gave up on it. Said, I don't know. This isn't, I don't know, this isn't working. Slow um, moving initially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then word of mouth and buzz about the first season and how it ended was so good. And then it's just... Don't so, say how uh, it ended because I didn't get there yet. Sorry. No, I don't know either. Right, but so my oh, point okay. is, so I just actually I I put it all back on the Netflix, and so I I'm uh, I'm just now back embarking on the uh, how far did you get? Journey. 
Um, maybe we're like uh, eight, nine episodes in, maybe. Hmm. So you haven't you glimpsed the big picture yet? No, no. It's very cool. But I'm and, enjoying and, it. It's, it is oh, very good. Yeah. And, and I will say to their credit, again, counter X Files. It's not about aliens, which is so good because I, I didn't want another series about aliens. But and and Walter Bishop, he is a riot. Some of the things, some of the lines that come out oh, of that the, character, the, 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 the professor. Yeah, they they have cars that warm your ass. It just, I was screaming watching. It. It's just so good. <laughs> and and what's the other that that dude from Dawson? I didn't want to like him. Jackson. Yeah, and a, a lot of times he's just like a prick just for the sake of being. He was in the uh, Mighty Ducks. Yeah, it's some of the the thing. I mean, they they write him as a foil for his father, and he gets annoying sometimes. But he's it's easily ignored when you got Walter and, and Olivia. Oh, oh, that that woman. I'm sorry. That woman. Yeah. Comics. Back to comics. We got time, don't we? We do. <laughs> Vince is all jacked up. I do. I, I had a I had a long day. I just want to talk about comics. Did you hear that Unknown Soldiers ending at issue twenty five? Yes. yes. Not, book not, we've never spoken about one. I know, not entirely <laughs> unexpected. <laughs> I'm just saying we haven't, right? I, mean, I know. I know. <laughs> so I'm going to mention it that. Yeah, thing. mention it. <laughs> no, I, I, do you, you read it, right, Jason? No. J- uh, David? No. Chris, you have to read it. <laughs> I, I I started reading it, and it's it's one that uh, I was like, yeah, I'm probably going to read it in trade at some point. It was a little. It was a little heavy for me at it the time. When I, your wallet, I, 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 I right, didn't. Baby. I didn't want another really heavy book. I was. I was looking for something a little lighter, fair, and that is not unknown. You're right. It's. I wanted to talk about it on many occasions, but I couldn't bring myself to do it because the book is so downbeat. It's so depressing and so yeah. violent and so. Uh, it's a it's a lot of things and and uh bright and shiny and happy is not one of them and not not that we need to talk about that kind of stuff because it's just so you know and and i'm sad to see it go but it's not unexpected going back to the first book that we talked about tonight stray bullets i think that's you know and, and the amy race car stuff i really think that's why um Laugh and put that in there was that that you need that palate cleanser if you're going to be you know really dark material i i think that you need to come up for air um yeah every i think so too while. and unknown soldier i was like this is not going to be a, a come up for air kind of book so. and and you need to be fairly well versed in in semi-current events and, uh, and 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 world politics and how how the different countries and 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 little entities on that side of the planet work together and and i that's the farthest i mean i had to do a lot of of reading just to understand where a lot of this stuff was coming from and so it, it made me more well versed in, in in something i wasn't but i don't know I, it's not something I've, i felt comfortable talking about which is stupid right it's not stupid it's dumb i should have talked about it yeah huh, you know don't you i mean i, I I've heard good things about the book. I just, uh, just one of those ones that, like we always say, can't read everything. Can't yeah. read them all. I mean, Scalped is is kind of the same. Uh, th- there's really no bright spots in that book, but uh, that is true. Yeah, but that 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 if, if the mere comparison of Unknown Soldier to Scalped makes me want to read it because if to me Scalped, as you know, is one of the best, if not the best, written books. Uh, 
be published. So I, I I'm all for uh, nothing. Yeah. Fable. Well, yeah. I don't no, know it's, it's, well, it's better than Fables has been the last two years. I I think I I still enjoy Fables. You know that it's still one of my favorite books. But again, if we're being real, I I, I don't see how how I could objectively say it's been the same since the uh, since the first Grand Dark wrapped up. It hasn't been the same. You you um, insinu- inferring implying that he doesn't have a plan. He may have a plan, but I'm inferring, implying it's that he's still taking him a long time to get. Yeah, there. He's, he's 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 sort of said, "Hang in there, guys," and maybe now he's finally got a a, a vision as to what's next. But I I think he, I I certainly don't think he had a plan going into Fables beyond the wrap up of that arc. Um, but the, the, yeah, it's, been more, it's been another twenty issues since, and so he's had two years to get his ground under him again. What were the? Uh, and he's the doing it. I, I've enjoyed the last few issues more than 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 I had the. Um, the Fables crossover and, and the like. So, hmm. I was say, what were the uh, the Sherlock Holmes stories after Sherlock Holmes died and Doyle came back to write more because you know, the public basically demanded it? It's like, no, I'm done writing that. It's like, no, you're gonna have to come back and write some more. That's kind of how I feel with with Fables. It's like, well, I kind of told my story. What do you mean I gotta keep going? No, you're no, not, we're you're not done. done yet. We're you done. know what? I'm gonna challenge myself for next episode. Okay. Um, I, I admit to not. In appreciating, uh, being very appreciative to the work of Michael Turner in the past, right? And, and I feel like I—it's a part of comics that I need to investigate because the guy has legions of fans, and the art that I thought was kind of wonky looking in the past, I'm kind of warming up to it. I have, uh, over a period of years, embraced his art a lot more than I have. I want to read something. Either Soulfire or Fathom, Fathom or, or something that Michael Turner has done, because I, I'm just woefully inadequate in in that area. Like I, I like Fathom. Fathom was really good for about twelve issues. Well, I have bought, I have purchased a couple Fathom miniseries and one shots, like Keani or something. And, and I no, I kind of like it, but I I want to see the the genuine article, the Turner written and drawn. Comic, so I think I'm going to go with Soulfire. That seems right up my alley. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Don't take my advice. But I, I mean, I I still buy Aspen books. I mean, I'm I'm reading Delic, which is pretty cool, and uh, that executive assistant Iris looks kind of badass. I don't buy it, but it looks neat. So I, I just shrugged was great. I just I just have to get into more of the Michael Turner, only because I feel like I wronged him. You know what I mean? Maybe because he's he died, and I badmouthed him on many occasions. And his art is not all that bad. I mean, David and I on the bullpen, we took him to task a number of times. I, I can remember what were we going off on? Was it the Spider-Man Red Sonia covers or something? There, there, there were his Civil War covers. He had a couple of good ones, but I mean, there were. Yeah, it, it was. I, feel I, I bad. Was not, I was not happy with. The main covers for the Justice League of America relaunch. If I wanted the variant, if I wanted the covers that I liked, they were variant covers. Turner's yeah. were the main covers, and I was never really happy with that. And I never really was. The, the, oh, the, the Power Girl cover. Yeah. When they that, when they had the crossover where where right where her breasts were where they shouldn't have been. It, it's I mean yeah there were some times where it's just like it, it looked pretty. But there were just some things that. I just, mean, he he did exaggerate certain aspects of of human anatomy, but show me an artist that doesn't. You're absolutely right. In in transferring your mental image of a human I mean, being to the I, page, I, you're exaggerating. I look, like, 
how can I look at something by by J. Scott Campbell, who who's uh, they're very similar, but they go about things differently. But I mean, I, I'm going to sit here and be like in awe over a Danger Girl cover, but then I'm going to look at a Michael Turner cover and go, no, nah, that Supergirl doesn't really look like that. Meanwhile, I got like three women on a J. Scott Campbell cover, where I could probably look for something that that yeah. doesn't quite add up right. And it's like, no, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it's well, I'm not I'm not going to stop saying things about Coletta. But I mean, he, 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 when it comes yeah, to Turner, there, I can, there is I, a line we don't like yeah, to cross. But, but there's, there's, um, he, it's probably partly because he he left us way, way too soon. Yeah, and, and he and does, he does pretty art. And absolutely, I mean, he 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 likes strong women, and and his images are, um, you know, he. They sold covers. I mean, yeah, he, his yeah. covers sold books. They, you know, people wanted them and they bought them. And even, even his, even the covers he did where his artwork were the variants, they sold and they sold yeah. well. So, I mean, yeah. you can't, I mean, no, he's. And, he's, and by all, and by all accounts and everything I've ever heard, just about the nicest guy. Absolutely. Ever yeah. Seen yeah. Right. Absolutely. I think, I think that plays into part of it. Why? Maybe yeah. it's a guilt thing where I, I, I just feel like I've, I've, done something i mean how could he know you know what i mean but i know that i badmouthed the guy and i just want to try and make that right a little bit by just backing up my my comments by hard evidence research read the guy's stuff see if it's as bad as people you know what i mean yeah so i I think i'll read soul fire that's cool yeah there we go jason you're quiet and always had big lines Where'd yeah, Jason just uh, no. I'm here. I just uh, I I really only read Invincible this week. I have nothing. I mean, I I just didn't get a chance to read many comics oh this week. So, but you still have yeah. presence, my young man. Oh yeah, that's right. The boy, you know. All right. Thank you for being here with us. It was and good to be back. Welcome oh. back. Introduce. Yeah, it was good to be back. <laughs> This episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been sponsored by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get your favorite funny books and assorted comic book-themed bric-a-brac for huge Wumba discounts, 35 to 75% off selected items. Oh, my God. OMG, as David likes to say. DCBService.com. They have a really cool feature. You can make your order early and go back and edit your order to include or remove books as you see fit. That's yeah. great. You can't do that at your, well, you could at your local comic shop, but this makes it really easy. You don't have to leave your home. But he'll get annoyed with you. That's right. I mean, you making more changes. Call you douche behind your back. Douche. So, DCB. That's right. DCBService.com in your travels. Whoa. Read Fantastic Four. Buy Fantastic Four. Take a, oh, take a copy of Fantastic Four to bed with you. <laughs> and on top of that, Keep this very important book from being canceled. People. It'll <laughs> never be canceled. Please. Never. Never. Don't let we, it happen. No, don't let, don't let this happen. For your we, grandchildren. Please. We've only had three number ones in how many years? Stop. <laughs> Love you. Read The Art of Ditko from Craig Yo. Published by IDW. Oh my God, is this a beautiful book? The Art of Ditko. Hardcover, oversized. It's got spot varnish on the cover and gold foil. Oh, it's so nice, and it's very attractively priced too. I think it's twenty nine bucks, and it's a huge mother of a book. Yeah, twenty nine ninety nine. 
from IDW and Yo Books. And uh, if you like the stuff in here, hop on over to DCB Service and get some of Steve Ditko's recent stuff because it's great. It's nutty, but it's great. Kind of like me. It's better on the forum. That's I'm, right. uh, yeah, I'm trolling through the uh, uh, the Creeper uh, by Steve Ditko. Nice. I so yeah, wish I bought that. Me I'm so yeah, me stupid. Too. Why <laughs> did I not buy that? I didn't even know about it. Yeah, same here. Uh, well, you gotta go into the DC solicit sometimes, Vince. Yeah. I, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I get the runs. Yeah. I get the runs. <laughs> the squirts. Squirting I've had, I've had three beers. I'm feeling fine. Three. Nice. nice. If it weren't for the rest of you, I would continue feel, talking about comics. Up. No. In your in your travels, and uh, by next week, whenever I think we will all talk about it, uh, run out to your uh, your your comic shop and uh, and pick up Bulletproof Coffin. Yes, it was it was Please. the awesome sauce. Shaky Kane, I love yep. him. Do you remember you his there, his uh, Doom Patrol issue where he did the well? This is almost redundant. The uh, Kirby homage. That's a great issue. Shaky Kane. He awesome was in De stuff. Deadline USA. The guy's great. Shaky, what your mama gave you, Kane. In your trail, I only have two. I don't want to be like Vince. Um, Stop. There is, you should read Jerks in Space Manifesto by yep. forum member John Carnes. I read the first part, which is uh, the autobiographical section, and it is great. I have to read uh, parts two and three, and I will be doing that soon hopefully for next week uh but i'm oh i'm, uh, I'm sorry I, go ahead go ahead Proceed. there's a little a little thing by forum members dave a and brian balls taking the words out of my mouth buddy yeah so i'll you know what then then we'll we'll, we'll talk about that after well, I was let's just, say, let's just your, pitch it. Travels. it it's called outbound April yes, 2010, anthology. issue number two from Riverbird Studios. Yes. It's, it's a huge honking book for $9.99. I think it's 120 pages. And our forum members, as David said, David Alusi and Brian Bowles do a, a, a story called Frequency, yep. Breaking the Law of Gravity. I really enjoyed this. Yeah. I, enjoy, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, not just the, I mean, I, I love the hell out of their stories, but there's a lot of neat stuff in here. Yeah, it, it reminds me of like kind of the the old uh, Asimov anthologies, but I mean those were mostly prose. But this this is uh this is cool. I mean I yeah. I'm gonna keep an eye out for for Outbound. I mean this is the second issue. I'd like to find the first, and uh, and I mean I'm happy for them. I mean their their stories in print, and this is really really cool. And tell me, you would not reach for the cover, Marcello Buccelli? That cover is astoundingly good. It is. It's beautiful. It's hot. Uh, in uh, in your travels. The uh, th this might need your help. I mean, it might not need your help as much as Fantastic Four does, but uh, I heartily recommend uh, Avengers Academy number one. Christos Gage. Oh, Michael I can't Cone, wait to read it. Jeremy Cox, the colors. It is it. It is right now. Since I haven't read New Avengers yet, it is uh, my favorite. Wow! Big new talk. Avengers title in this heroic age. Now, did you read Young Allies one as well? Not yet. Okay, but I, I don't consider either, that. But... I don't consider that to be one of the Avengers. Oh, I'm not though. saying so, but you know, right. it's two yeah, young, two new young right. teams. So was, you're right, yeah. and I, and 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 I like me the McKeever, so I do want to check mm -hmm. it out. But this, there was. Uh, I'll wait for the anybody else to read this before I start getting cool, my, cool. my feelings on it. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, I guess since we're allowed to have more than one now, uh, you can have <laughs> ten if you want. Breakers. 
I got two. One, one just to warm Vince's heart, because uh, I feel like being nice to him. And it was actually pretty dope. Uh, Boom Studios, Reed, Darkwing Duck. Yes. Nice! It is oh. awesome. It, it made me really feel good. like I was a kid again watching the cartoon. It was awesome. Oh, uh, I'm gonna I knew double I should have bought it today. I'm going to double dip it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that's good. And, and two... Uh, Mystery Society. Um, mentioned it briefly when the first issue hit. The second issue should be out probably next week or the week after, I think. But it's a it's a five issue mini by IDW, um, <clears throat> written by Steve Niles. So a thread was started for it. Uh, John Wimmer started a thread for it yesterday. Oh, there you go. Okay, cool. Um, co-created by Ashley Wood and astoundingly good interior artwork by Fiona Staples. Yeah, God, I, I love her to death. So uh, good stuff. As long Speaking as she doesn't of- look like a bird. Hmm? No, speaking as long of that, she doesn't look like a bird. That's not, just don't she does not draw her women to look like birds, thank goodness. <laughs> speaking of Ashley hey, look, Wood. Let's be real. We all have types. <laughs> certain types don't. I'm sure some people find avian looking women beautiful. She's not avian. She's <laughs> gorgeous. She's stunning. Uh, <laughs> you were going to say that. Uh, speaking of Ashley Wood, the uh, first issue of FI came out today. That uh, it's called fuck it, but they abbreviated FI. Chock full of Ashley Wood painted and uh, illustrated goodness. It's nice. not. It's it's about the size of uh, a record album, a little bit bigger. Uh, remember the old school vinyl record albums? It's about that size, square bound, really nice, and it's like nine ninety five. Just I can't get enough of a- Ashley Wood. Who can? I don't know. I'm sorry. Maybe he's avian looking. I don't know. <laughs> Damn. Dude, I'm just keeping it real. No, you're not keeping it real. You, you, it's like you're punching my my woman in the face. It's not She's nice. You got a weird name, Tor. If it's like what? She's Australian. Uh, Bob's your uncle. Come on. Yeah, so she's like an emu. <laughs> that that's one emu I wouldn't mind getting with. Oh yeah, there's only one. You'd be all up in the emu. Travel in packs, so we do it from the back. We do it emu style. Oh yeah, Chris, did you say something? No. I love when Vince gets drunk. I'm not I drunk. Know. It's just your pistol. I remember I'm, my first beer. We gotta, we, Seriously. We gotta keep the beer flowing for this guy. You're I know. All, you're all a bunch of jerks. All of you. Yeah. All of us. All you and everyone. Uh, Fuck all y'all. You know what's wrong with you guys? Two, ish, two issues of Amazing Spider-Man today. Two? And Web of Spider-Man came out today. And what else? Black Cat came out today it was like spider-man oh. day yeah I, I i i'm i have to go out and get the uh the black cat just because it was it, yeah it was written by jen, jen van meter oh javier polito did the art it's very darwin cook-esque one more thing if i could shout out go ahead oh friggin uh, i know david will be get a kick out of this i actually saw it on twitter today from um um uh i, I don't know if it was julian or it was um someone else but but i saw it as i was uh commuting home and i was like well how, how had i not heard of this but it's uh it's called black comics uh but with an x c-o-m-i-x yeah uh, i saw it on dcbs's site i didn't order it i was about to yeah uh, well i had missed it i completely missed it but it's uh it is available through there it's also available uh on amazon on pre-order it's coming out in july but it's um it's uh written by damian duffy and john jennings and it's uh it's a look at african-american independent comics arts and culture and it's uh it's profiles of uh, a couple dozen african-american creators it, it, the uh, the uh, solicit says over 50 contributors um and it's it's takes a look at all of the basically the non 
Marvel, uh, DC, you know, the non-mainstream stuff, mm-hmm. the non-superhero right. stuff. Is, and, uh, is Julian in there? So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Zwan. Um, I, I don't think Julian's in there. I mean, I think it's more... Should be. Well, no, maybe he'll be in Volume 2. Um, but uh, yeah, I know it's cover. got... Um, uh, they have a they have a blog that goes that they've been keeping to, as a lead up to it. It's called the Black Comics Book. So, black with and then comics with the next book, all one word. And uh, they've been doing uh, creator spotlights, much like we uh, we dusted off last week. So it's pretty cool. Like they did Shauna Mills, they did Kyle Baker, um, so Carrie Randolph. So it's cool. Bringing it back, yeah, baby. It's all circular. Word. So give it a whirl. You did good with that. You seem to have touched a lot of listeners with that Mike Zick spotlight. Touch them right in the thing. I, like, I, like I like to touch listeners in an appropriate spot. <laughs> yeah. as long as what does one creator spotlight? Everybody gets an erection. We've been doing them before, and nobody says boo. What is it with this wood guy? You got to pick a creator. They like the wood. Yeah, I know. Really. Yeah. Can't, like can't, can't do a can't do a Von Bodie creator spotlight. Nobody <laughs> will know who the hell I'm talking about. No. no. Talk about the George, but you it's know, a crime. it's a crime. Let's talk about a guy who hasn't put you know pen to paper in a monthly comic book in like 20 years, and everybody's all jumping out the woodwork. Hey. See, it's funny you talk of trash, except you both love my sex. So oh, really yeah. We do. I do. I'm, the, I'm saying it right now. Yeah. So I guess, what, it's my turn on that now, right? Could be. It is. All right. As long I'll as it's not up. Rucka or James Robinson. Oh, <laughs> or Jeff Jeff Johnson. Meter, yeah. I don't think Jeff Johns really needs the help. I think I, I, think I should do all right. Oh, Jerry Conway. Nice. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, like I said, the may, the guy may think I'm adult, but I I'm a fan of his work. He, I, know. I, I don't need to read his tweets, much, but I'm a fan of his work. How much of adult am I for my last days of Animal Man, huh, Jerry? You're not Seriously. adult. Anybody calls you adult just doesn't know you. That's true. Or well, they do you very well. Uh, in all seriousness, Jerry may be a very smart man. He's certainly quite a bit older than I am. But um, let's just say that if we ever had a chance at a con to to I put my ability to discuss. Marvel and DC comics history up against his ability to keep up with me in macroeconomic policy any day of the week. So that's right, and that's and you can you can uh, receive some some small comfort knowing that he will be wearing adult diapers long before you ever will. So there you go. Mm, I don't know about that. I'm a I don't know. Yeah, no, I haven't. Would <laughs> ever since that trip to uh to uh. Tanzania, I don't know, I'm not quite the same. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a reason he's named Wood. Alright, thank you yeah. for being here, we gotta go, we've spent way too much yeah. crap at the end. This is like the AI movie, this should have ended like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I've never seen that either. Uh, it's the last, it's like the Watch last everything but the last half hour. It's like yeah, the last true. episode of Bullpen Bulletins in reverse though. <laughs> <laughs> no, please end it. Thank you very much for being here. We'll be back next week, and we love you so much. Oh, we should do that. Say bye, bye, guys. Bye, bye. Bye. Bye.